is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features on the site we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Your calls about anything, if you make them. Otherwise, we're going to tell you about things that are interesting to us. And one of those stories has to be this cybersecurity story. This is not good. Bizarre. This is not good. And it is uh, something that you, know, you could have guessed was going to happen eventually. I mean, it seemed inevitable that the government was going to try to worm its way into your Internet connection. And maybe it won't start there, but the door is about to be broken wide open. At least that's the way it sounds from my initial uh, look at at this story. We're going to get to that, but first we're going to your calls uh, about whatever is on your mind. It's Matt listening in California you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matt. Hi, Matt. Mark. Ian. Oh, You're okay. Matt. One second. <laughs> hi. Um, <laughs> this is the intern, by the way. Just want to say hi, guys. Hey, man. Um, oh, this is your intern, right, Mark? Yes. Oh, okay, great. Um, I, I wish Guard would have been there last Saturday because you got, you had a Mike Guard, and Marty. Oh, wait. Yeah, it was two Saturdays ago that was Guard here. Okay, good. Why why should sure. Guard have been here? Because on Saturday, uh, Mike and Marty from WFLA called, like, in succession of each other. Yeah. And these guys, and these guys were just, like, they didn't know their history. Mike said something about, well, America, they don't, they don't invade countries. And I'm like, uh, excuse me? Um, <laughs> well, uh, his country his... of Panama would not exist had we not created it from the, uh, Columbia. Yeah. Like, uh. And the the guy made the point for for um the the one the uh the Latin guy I believe his name was Marty he made the point for me when he said that he invaded Panama and took and got Noriega back in the right. uh, early nineties <laughs> I'm like yes that's what a, that's what a client state is yeah, Marty and, and, and even if you don't invade them like countries like Mexico you hold the purse strings like oh yep. this is the drug policy you will have and if you don't have this then we won't give you the money and I'm like whoa. So he was just so off base, and yeah. so I'm just so glad. I wish God you'd been there because I know you're a history buff, and you'd have called him on it right there. <laughs> well, but, you know, um, it's like blanket statements like that. They puff up the the whole American psyche of the, our nation is a good nation, and we eat here. apple pie, and we walk on <laughs> clouds. You know, we would never right. attack Mexico and take California or anything like that. Right. When we kill, it's always God approved. Right. It, you, God, God loves America, and when we do it, it's okay. Our politicians can't possibly make mistakes. The thing that bothered me was it wasn't Marty; it was the other guy that that called in, and he made it seem like we, you know, he said things like, "You guys are idiots," because Mike, that was Mike. Uh, that was Mike. Yeah, you guys are idiots because you want to pull all the all the you know, the military back to the United States. You have no answers too, is what one of them said. Right. I which one it was. And he said, "What happens if you get attacked by airplanes?" And I, sh- I, I felt like I should have said, I didn't say we were going to blow up our airplanes. We don't have to have people in 131 nations in order to be able to fend off an airplane attack, for God's sake. I mean, what? It was madness. You know, I'd, like to, yeah. oh, sorry. I'd like to insert here that I got an email today from the program director of WFLA FM in right. Tallahassee, which is our uh, one of our newest affiliates. And I think, at least Marty, I think, was calling in from, uh, from Tally on, on Saturday nights. And Going he happened to get to an Tally. email from... One of his listeners, dear sir, I deliver the New York Times. That's about all you need to know, right? <laughs> On Saturday nights, 
And I've always looked forward to your talk radio program on WFLA 100.7 between 8 and 10 p.m. I do not recall, and by the way, we're on all three hours. Uh, I do not recall the man's name right now who hosted the program. This is the program that was on prior to Free Talk Live. So he liked it, but he doesn't remember what the show was called. Uh, and he's uh, continuing the email, but he has apparently been replaced by two young men and a different program. The replacement show is really bad. I would suggest you listen to the two fellows just once, and you'll agree with me. As though the <laughs> like program, he didn't know. Right, as though the program director was just how, how, adding a show to his radio station without having any idea what he was getting into. How did those guys get on the station <laughs> I run? What the... <laughs> so he goes on to say, I will yeah. not listen, and then uh, I will not listen to them, and I think it's probably lots of, I think probably lots of others won't either. I'm afraid you'll lose advertisers too. Once again, please listen to this program and maybe have others at 100.7 listen, and I'll believe, and I believe you'll realize you've made a mistake with this one. So oh my it, God. it's not a show for old people, that's for sure. Hey, but, you know, I wanted to comment on on that whole, you know, sort of uh, America first jingoistic uh, sort of thing. You know, sure. it, it, it was it was rife in the Republican convention. And now that Obama is starting to carry on some of the things that that the Bush administration was doing, that the Clinton administration was doing, and nobody heard about it, like Operation Echelon and things like that. Now that the the, uh, the Obama people are carrying on 90-some percent of what Bush was doing, all of a sudden it's sort of like, well, we tried, but, you know, it just it has to be done. These things have to be done now. It's necessary. So, yeah, we have to eavesdrop, and we have to have a communication czar, and... We're, we're, you know, we're going to have to be in Afghanistan. We, of course, meaning all the people who don't even vote for this nonsense and have their taxes taken. Matt, other thoughts? Well, well, other thing is, I understand you guys came from Florida, and if that's what Florida has to offer people like Mike and Marty, I don't blame you guys for moving to uh, yeah. New Hampshire. Because <laughs> I would have moved too. There. And that's another thing I want to ask you guys about because I'm looking into the new, new uh, Free State Project, but as you can probably tell, I'm black, and there seems to be a contingency that goes along with this, of some racism, racism that, you know, as a black person, I'm just like, ah, it seems like such a great idea. Wait, but, wait, what racism are you talking about? Yeah. Well, well, there's, there's a contingency, like, I know, and I know not you guys, Mark, Ian, and Guard, it's not you, not at all. Yeah. But I, I hear callers every now and again uh, who are free staters who are like, you know, it's just, I, it's, it's some you know, some key words that I just hear, and it's like, I don't know. Wow, you know? I can't say hopefully, I've ever picked up on that. Well, I, you yeah, know, hopefully I, those I'm are no free staters. I'm no expert on, on you know, like the, the key words uh, that, that one might pick up on, but, um, you know, if... There'd be a lot of ostracism going on, um, yeah. at, at least in the, the Keene area. I can't speak for the rest of the state. I don't live there, but... I, I, I'm of the opinion that if any free staters were like that, they would be ostracized by the other porcupines. Yeah, pretty, dude, let me tell quickly. you, everybody, I grew up in New Hampshire, and, uh, you know, everybody, uh, everybody that I know who was in the Free State Project and the people who call in, other than, you know, an occasional goofball named Scott who's not in the Free State Project, but, you know, seems to yeah, like he's, to. Yeah, he's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, you know. He's and, just some douchebag. But, yeah, he's but he not involved. Live in the state, but does he? Everybody no. I know involved in the uh, in the Free State Project is just hardcore, hardcore, you know, be be good to your fellow man and treat treat him with respect type person. So. Matt, Matt, you've got and, and the thing is that you have to um the you have what you have to understand about the culture here in New Hampshire is it is 
extraordinarily white. So they have as much prejudice here against black people as you might have against Eskimos. I mean, there's yeah, you, yeah, you there's don't none know. around. Who there's no, there's no black people to hate. So therefore, they don't hate black people. And I, I've I've yeah. never experienced anything like it. Okay, yeah. well now hold on a second here. I can say that this is as anywhere else. A place where somewhere out there there are oh, some yeah. racists. There's, there's got to be some. Uh, so to pretend like there are no racists no, in New I'm Hampshire, not, I, I know you're not saying that, but it kind of came off that way. As far as free staters are concerned, I've never heard uh, any of them uh, echo anything like that. And if they ever did, then I would certainly ostracize them. And I, I would like to know. I, know you would. I would like to hear you name some names as far as who was uh, letting off some alerting words because I ne- well, I never noticed it. Well, I mean, this is over years of having listened to the show, so I mean, I'd have to go back to the archives and 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 go, get to that. So um, I, I'll have to rescind the statement there since I have no evidence of such to, 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 to put out there. So well, let me tell you that, oh, let ahead. me tell you that there was a, uh, there was a band uh, called poker face that was, that played at one of the, I think they actually played at one of the porcupine freedom festivals. Yeah. And then later on it was discovered that they had some sort of anti-Jewish section uh, on their, their message forum. And they tried to put up a, you know, a good front and to pretend like they weren't racist, but there was some real digging that went on, I think on the behalf of a number of uh, free staters, Dale and myself, uh, as well as Rich Goldman, the organizer of the pork fest. And uh, basically, you know, we told these guys we don't want to have anything else to do with them. And that I told one of the organizers of an event they were going to play at that I didn't want to come out to their event if they were going to have these guys. And they were banned from the event uh, at, at that point. So I would say there have been free staters that have taken action uh, to to ostracize these folks. There's evidence of that happening, not the uh, not the other way around. Thanks, Matt. I understand your concerns, and uh, let let us know if you hear any of those key words, because I'd like to know who it is that's uttering them. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. John and Lobo are back with more rapid-fire action. It began as a favor to a woman trying to get away from an abusive husband, but it proves that no good deed goes unpunished, and the consequences may be fatal to their partnership. The sequel to One Jump Ahead and Slanted Jack, Overthrowing Heaven by Mark L. Van Name, available from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up whatever you want, toll-free, 800-259-9231. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. Agard and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Mark, I know you want to get back to the racism topic. Uh, we'll make a note. We'll come back because we got more calls to get to here. Also, want to tell you about our friends over at SACL CAI. If you need collections done, these guys do it with respect. They're going to help you keep your clients when all is said and done. Head over to SACL CAI's website. You'll find their banner right at the top of freetalklive.com. SACL CAI collects with respect. Let's continue uh, with your phone calls. Going internationally to Anthony in the U.K. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Anthony. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, Yes, sir. How are you guys getting on? You well? We're getting on great. What's on your mind, Anthony? Uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, uh, how do you think, uh, that like things in the U.S. should be done in a more international way because the troubles that are facing the world and the people, you know, are, are being controlled internationally. So unless there's like an international movement against it, 
then you're not going to have real results, you know what I mean? And I don't really know what you mean. Do you mean like intervention-wise, the United States military going out there? Do you mean economically or maybe that and more? I know. Well, I, I think that like, well, I personally think that the actual, most of the governments are uh, really against their own people worldwide. Yeah, and, uh, that's true. You know, you know what I mean? So that it oh, has yeah. to be more grassroots uh, international movement because... If everyone in one country, you know, tries to change things, then they're just going to be stomped out. It has to be, you know, more uh, international sort of a uh, movement. I have, I like, I, you know, I see where you're coming from. I like the big picture thinking. I just don't know how possible it is. I mean, it's difficult enough to get activists together on a on a local basis, let alone have some sort of uh, international movement. I mean, maybe I just I'm just not a big enough yeah. thinker uh, for for something like this, but. I can say that the reason I moved to New one of the main reasons I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project was because the activism down in Florida just was almost non-existent. Anything that did exist yeah. was was my creation, and I I just can't even imagine uh, coordinating any sort of efforts with anyone else anywhere else. It's just it's just very very difficult, especially amongst liberty-minded people trying to yeah. get them all to agree on uh, doing something is like as they've said, herding cats. It- and it's very difficult. Um, Anthony, do you think that there is uh, something to be gained? And uh, Ian and Mark, too, I'd like to get your thoughts on this. Do you think there's something to be gained by sentimentally everybody speaking out in various countries to show that it's it's not patriotism or nationalism or something like that that drives the desire to be free, that it's a universal feeling, and we're all speaking up yeah. about it. Don't mess with our money. Don't mess with our lives. Yeah, that's it. It doesn't have to be a rigid movement where it's everyone's in one, part of one group. It's just an umbrella, sort of a, an idea. And like, I think if something like that happened, a lot more people would be open to the idea, and a lot more people would be more open to the ideas, and you know they could get more motivated. But if you want to control things, divide people up into countries, imaginary lines, mm-hmm. divide people up by their skin color, by their religion. Their class, you keep dividing them up, and then you control them completely. You know, so that's true. Yeah. Yeah. All of your I, observations are correct there. I had a great conversation with Wayne Simmons, the author of Drop Dead Gorgeous, about this because he grew up in in Northern Ireland, and he, you know, his story is set in Belfast, and he he has two characters in the story after this zombie apocalypse happens, and there's basically no government. Where one was an IRA actionary, and another was a British soldier, and they had no. Uh, they had no governments to fight over now. They were just two people, and there was nothing. There was nothing driving them for their differences. And clearly, these arbitrary lines that are set up. I mean, you can see how ridiculous it is in the Middle East with the lines that were drawn up there over mm-hmm. the past century and a half. It, it, it pits people against each other. I mean, we have enough problems with clans, and, you know, and all the problems that clans have brought up through the centuries. Uh, now it makes it even worse with governments. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said about that. It's too bad people like Bono and those guys who are supposedly so pro-peace out there waving their white flag when they're out, you know, performing at Red Rocks 20 years ago wouldn't understand what real peace means. You know, they they, they yeah. don't want war, but they're certainly in favor of groups of people being completely aggressed upon and having their stuff taken to pay for other people for their health care or whatever because he thinks it's a nice idea. Yeah. Well, what I do you think, think? I mean, as far I, as getting people around the world to be active for liberty, I mean, what would you propose? You have to see. I I think people are so ridiculously controlled by the media, you know, completely brainwashed out of it. Like you're talking about Bono there, he's just another form of distraction from moving away from the reality 
and not the planet is in or like take for example a charity that's you know trying to supposedly want to bring aid to some Africa or wherever they can't bring any change when they're in the financial system that we're in right now it can't happen like the whole system is based for exploitation you know globalization that the whole thing is it's so it's so nonsensical. Like it's well, the deck is certainly stacked against us, and I thank you for the call, Anthony. As far as actually encouraging people to do things, of course, every situation is different by whatever country that uh, that they are in. Some countries they have a little more leeway to speak out. I mean, over in Iran, they've got a total media blackout right now. I saw that in the news yeah, today. They've got a revolution going yeah. on there a, right a, now, a, practically. They shut down the mainstream media, but uh, from what I saw, apparently Twitter yeah. is getting through. Cool. So, God bless the interwebs. So that's kind of uh, one of the things. I mean, he was pointing out that uh, the media is, is helping divide people, that the media is is controlled essentially by the the same interests that in many ways are represented by the governments. I think everybody knows this. I everybody mean, does know this, yeah, they, but it's the, the internet that is breaking the, that. The mm. conservative media, the liberal media. By the way, if, you, if you're if you of the opinion that the, the media is liberal, just listen to some of the liberal talk shows. They'll tell you that the, the media is conservative. Conservative, sure. Because the fact is the media doesn't serve anybody, and they, it must be the bad guys to whomever's watching. Right. They, to be the get, media statist. They have friends. They'll find their friends in the state. It's easy for them to get stories from their friends in the state, and they'll promote whatever their friends in the state are going to be promoting. So you'll get Newt Gingrich on Fox, and you'll get James Carville on ABC. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever. But, I, you know, there is there is the, this 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 sentiment that I feel when we hear a person like Anthony speaking, calling in from another country, these common feelings that we have, and you really wish that you could – do more to get an international movement going. I think what we're doing right now is a start, and the I more agree. people work to promote things in the, on the interwebs and stuff like that, the best it is uh, for us internationally. And then if they can hit stuff in their local localities, that's great. Now, well, so you know, what is it? Uh, act globally and locally if you can. You know? I think that we need to focus locally. But be aware that we're being watched globally. I think that the Internet is allowing us to break through the old paradigm of the old media. New media is on the rise. Certainly it hasn't supplanted uh, old media yet at this point. But it's in, it's in the process of yeah. you know, newspapers' throats are being slit right it's now so as we good. speak. Oh, yeah. uh, so, so that's all good. And what it means is that for those of us who are focusing our liberty efforts here in one place, specifically New Hampshire, because we see this as the best opportunity for liberty in our lifetime, and hundreds of people from around the country and even around the world. So the Free State Project is an international movement in that people from around the world are focusing in their efforts in New Hampshire. Once we can build a voluntary society or, you know, at the very least, a much smaller government uh, society, we can show the world that liberty works. We can be that beacon on the hill again for the rest of the world to say, wow, I want that. Whether that means they're going to come here and join us, or whether that means they're going to be that much more incented to do it where they are, I think that we can have a success internationally by focusing locally. Free Talk Live. Are you an active free stater living in New Hampshire? Are you and your family moving to New Hampshire in the near future? A new web series about the Free State Project is currently casting. Interested? Send us a short video about yourself. Tell us what you're doing or planning on doing to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Show us what makes you interesting. Upload your video to YouTube and send the link to fspwebseries at gmail.com. Don't have a video camera? Ask about other submission options. fspwebseries at gmail.com. 
is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Again, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Just go to updates. Dot freetalklive.com. Get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Top story over at freedomsphoenix.com. It's uh, Abracadabra Obama. Healthcare reform is a shiny object. Go to freedomsphoenix.com. It's where we get uh, a lot of the show prep for this show. Freedomsphoenix.com. Yep, news, opinions, and good stuff over there. Uh, Ernest Hancock, the man behind the site, is one of the most active activists I've oh, yeah. ever seen. He's yeah, awesome. He's, he's a dynamo. He is insane. He's the guy who developed the uh, Ron Paul Revolution T-shirts, right? The, yeah, the yeah, whole the, thing, the whole like concept. He, he followed them re- up to the Tonight Show and all that stuff. He was, followed the the revolution like a wave around the country. Billboards. I mean, he's and he's a really good guy. Yep. Yeah, all right, Freedom's Phoenix. We continue with your calls and uh, still across the pond again to Ziggy in the UK. You're on Free Talk Live, Ziggy. Uh, hi guys. First of all, I'd like to say thank you. Um, I never did for um, you guys brought me and got together. You know, and yeah. uh, I never said thank you. Sure. I want to do that. You know, one well, of the things I, I really like doing on this show is introducing our listeners to other great liberty-oriented content. And I know that somebody could say, well, well, Ian, does, doesn't that mean they're going to listen to your show less? It's possible. But I think that uh, if we have people listening to what they think is the best programming, whether that's uh, Gardner's show or our show or both or Free Minds Radio or whatever it is that they're tuning into – at least they're still listening to something liberty-oriented because we're not the right fit for everybody. Even though we're a liberty-oriented show, we may not be exactly right for, uh, for no, everybody. You, you so. don't talk about Doctor Who enough. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, well, we're I definitely watched. not the right fit for <laughs> Doctor Who fans. Scott will be doing sooner or later. I watched, um, I watched it as a kid. Um, I liked it as a kid. I yeah. uh, saw a few episodes as an adult, and uh, I still like the show. It's just, I, just, I still haven't watched the Red Dwarf uh, yeah, bring back. Yeah, the Red Dwarf. Yeah. I just got to say, from my perspective, I just think it's awesome and i get so excited knowing that ian and mark are here and the way that they look at it is the exact same way that i look at it so why not spread the word you know ziggy it's the same thing you feel that i feel and it's awesome when you meet people who come from different perspectives and they believe in freedom so it's great i mean here we have two callers from across the pond who feel the same way about trying to stop the state from messing with people as, as as we do. And there are all these great people coming up with resources. It's awesome. And by the way, Ziggy, I got your email, and we will get you scheduled for a podcast over at the website. Thanks. So what else, Ziggy? Anyway, Anything else? Um, I wanted to talk um, about South Africa hosting the Soccer World Cup next year. Um, before the Athens Olympics, there was a whole lot of media hype about how – the Greeks weren't going to get all the buildings ready on time, how they were going to be security um, uh, fears and whatever else. Now, this has started again over uh, uh, the Soccer World Cup being held in South Africa because South Africa are deemed to be a developing nation. But personally, I think this is just Western snobbery. Now, you were born there, weren't you? Yeah, and, you know, I still go back sometimes. And, you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how you would define South Africa, uh, uh, South African, but yeah, you know, when I go, uh, when I go back, they just feel like I'm going home. Mm. Oh, I, I don't know I, much you know, about... I, I, I think that the World Cup will be, you know, South Africa, uh, uh, 
a good, a good deal of good. It, it, you know, considering you know what, what the history of South Africa. So it, wait, are there, so is there a chance that the, the best of the country is there a chance that the World Cup will not go to South Africa, or has it pretty much been a decision that's been made? No, it's already made. What they're saying now is, oh, the stadium's going to be ready in time. Uh, you know, it's it's, it's this Western. Well, they're always going to be only, critics. The only places that you can hold the World Cup or the Olympics is either Western Europe or the United States and North America. There are always going to be critics, Ziggy. You can't let them uh, get into your pants because uh, it's just going to irritate you if you allow them to. You just don't. You just have to let them say what they're going to say. I mean, if they're not going to come, they're not going to come. If they're going to be, uh, complain, it's, they're going to complain. What can you do? It needs to be um, the, the Olympics is a worldwide sporting event, and it needs to be held in uh, you know different places around the world. I you know I mean it makes sense to me that it would be in South Africa at least this would be the first time. The one thing about I, I would I would say about the South African World Cup is that I think most of the money is coming from the private sector, not the government, because the government, if the South African government spent billions on on the uh, soccer World Cup, they would come in for a lot of criticism about the other problems which South Africa is suffering from. Mm. Yeah, yeah you know, like yeah. helping poor people, etc. Hey, Ziggy, thanks for the call tonight. Yes. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned over it. If they've got the deal, they've got the deal. Uh, obviously, there are people that are worried about whether they're going to pull it off in time or how appropriately they're going to do it. Only time will tell as to whether or not they uh, they do it. If they don't pull it off very well, then they probably won't get it back, right? Yeah. 800-259-9231. We continue. Jamie is in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. What's going on, fellas? I told y'all I was going to call back about my jury duty summons. Speaking and I of went... other uh, good liberty-oriented podcasts, uh, Jamie from the uh, the Mike and Jamie Show, also known as Wheels Off Liberty Podcast. Well, thank you, and I appreciate that. Yes, but sir. I, I went to court today, and there was about 150 people in there that had the same pieces of paper I did. Now, apparently in Oklahoma, since my last name's Crane, it starts with a C, well, say 10% of the Oklahoma population, which I know that's too high of a number, has a last name that starts with a C, then the jury will be made up with 10% of last names that start with the C. So I didn't get selected. There was, there was absolutely no questions or anything like that. Hmm. But I wanted you guys and your listeners to know the little speech that the judge gave. Okay. And he said some people, some people will take advantage of the system and say that they're going to plead guilty only to come up here once we don't have a jury and say I plead not guilty and they're taking care they're taking advantage of the system and that nasty constitution allows them to do so. <laughs> he that said nasty being facetious from the judge's mouth. He wow. said he said nasty? He said that nasty constitution allows them to do this. Wow. I didn't have a recorder, but I promise you that is the <laughs> word from the judge. Well, hey, I, I, I got a story for you, man. I, I was watching our local news here in Manchester, New Hampshire one time, and Ma- Manchester is known as Manch Vegas because they uh, had a lot of video slot machines. <laughs> because you know, people don't get out private, much in New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, private betting is uh, obviously illegal, so the, on- the only ones who can legally do stuff are the states that run a numbers racket. So, uh, so people run these video things in the back of their video stores and stuff. So I saw a story about how a guy had been busted for operating one of these things in the back of his video store. And I thought, oh, man, well, I wish I could get – I knew I had jury duty that I was supposed to be pulling. And this is a number of years ago. I wasn't you know, full-on anarchist as, as I am now, not as, as willing to sort of skirt things. But So I said, boy, wouldn't that be great if I could get on that case? You know, I got sat down for it. Well, sure enough, they bring us inside. And I don't know how they did it with you for jury duty, but uh, when you go in – 
they sit you down, and it, all of the people are split into little groups later, but they sit the bulk of everybody in, in one big room. You get in there, and they give you your duties and rights as jurors on a sheet of paper. So I lifted my hand, and I said, excuse me, uh, Your Honor. And he says, yes. I said, uh, I see here on the rights and duties of uh, the jury – you haven't listed the uh, common law ability for us to be able to nullify laws if we find that the laws are incorrect. Go home, son. It, <laughs> we don't yeah. want your type around here. <laughs> so I said, get yourself I, a drink of the wa- get a drink of water at the fountain on the way out. And yeah, you know, there's like 150 people in this room. They're all looking at me and like, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he, I said, is that something we can still do? And he says, uh, well, yes, the young man is right. Uh, they, you can do that. So later, they moved us into the separate rooms and they're picking people for juries. And guess what? The guy I saw on TV for the video poker in the back of his video store, he's in the room. It is that case. I got seated on the jury, and the prosecution, no. yep, you know how the prosecution and the defense, they can pull people off if they yeah, don't want to. Your... Prosecution had seen me in the other room, and they had me pulled Damn. off. Damn it. Oh, that would have been a great opportunity yeah. to nullify the law there. Yeah, you got it. Wouldn't that have been cool? So, well, so it's, it's, it's amazing. The, the justice system, they just... Any way they can possibly screw around with people, they will. Jamie, yeah. any other highlights? That's about the only highlight of the deal. It's pretty uneventful. Did you bring any? Your... Did you bring any Fiji information around and feed the rest of the the people that were there? I did not. I was going to wait until I got on the jury uh, on the jury itself before I, I brought up the feature. And, and my co-host Mike, he was going to make up some nifty little cards that advertised our podcast to even give to the jurors. Let's get you a and plug right just... now. What's your website? Uh, wheelsoffliberty.com. It's brand new. Everybody check it out. Ooh, I haven't been to it yet. Then I'll have to go take a look. Wheelsoffliberty.com. Of course, also available on the Liberty Radio Network. Jamie, good hearing from you. Keep up the great work out there. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You bring up anything, jury stories or whatever you want. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free and find out. 800-259-9231. The number brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-800-259-9231. And tonight it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. Now, if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, just shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. Uh, again, that's Amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's continue taking your calls about what you want. It's Jason in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Jason. Hello. Hey, am I on the air? You are, yeah. Jason. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, I was uh, calling because uh, I've been listening to you guys for a while. And, uh, Mark, I want to thank you for uh, for bringing up the Quaker thing. Sure. Uh, after, uh, after you started describing it and... and uh, uh, what you had found uh, just by looking around the internet, I did the same thing and thought, "Wow, that uh, that uh, pretty much describes how I feel." <laughs> and, so, what uh, is a Quaker for those that are listening for the first time? <laughs> uh, I guess the the core of it that I that I got was that uh, there's no hierarchy of religious organization, and you follow what you feel God or your higher power or whoever is uh, speaking to you directly. <laughs> I don't know. Some of the uh, central tenets would be peace, right, and that um, love, it, yeah, the, uh, uh, peace, honesty, uh, uh, simpleness. Um, those are some of the the Quaker things, um, you know, the, the tenets I believe. But you know, another thing that I like about it is that 
the, the Quaker religion, if there is such a thing, believes that God speaks to you, and that's as valuable as any of other, God's other words out there. So, you know, the things that God says to me are more important to me than what the Bible says. Because mm, right. those awesome. are words written by men who... 2,000 years ago. Yeah. For men 2,000 years ago. We had a great conversation with uh, one of the guys who supports me over at the website, a man named Mark Canny, who came up. He's a free stater, came up from Arizona, and a uh, great guy. And uh, also with Ferb, you know, from uh, Freedom Book Club. And we had two conversations with these guys talking about religion and government and the supposed uh, – there's a problem that a lot of particularly evangelical Protestants feel. Uh, Catholics are, tend to be on this side, too, for some weird reason, that somehow in order to protect supposed natural rights, the state is legitimized. That small government has to exist. God granted us the United States of America government, the Constitution, that there was some divine intervention for for the founding period to give us the Constitution to provide with small government to protect our rights. And I said, well, look. In order to, as we know, in order to except for the protect, Indians, of course, yeah, yeah except for the, them. yeah, exactly, and uh, and so what you say is, look, for those people who are religious, how is it that you can stand for something that by its very existence must prey upon natural rights in order to supposedly protect them. We get that fallacy that you give up some of your rights in order to have the bulk of them protected. Really? Um, so if I opt not to give up my rights, can I hold on to my property or will it be taken from me? We don't give up anything voluntarily when government's involved because then it's not government. Well, then it's a business. It's you've a private... benefited from it in your whole life. Yeah, so, so it's interesting when you look at religions and the Quakers, it seems like the more personal your relationship with God the less you rely on this idea that there has to be a state apparatus to uphold what you've got. Uh, It's very interesting. Um, A lot of people, I think, the most of the people, and maybe it's a broad brush, but most of the people that I know who stay away from churches, and I'm not saying all of them are bad, but they tend to not like supremely organized religions because they inculcate people with this idea that authority Cannot, very, has to come from someplace else. It's an authoritarian structure itself. Yes. I mean, the organized religions are authoritarian in that uh, they're top-down. Uh, you've got the, the preacher who's up at the top, and if it's a Catholic church, for instance, there are people that are above him, and mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the, the diktats come down from those who are on high with the connection. You know, the Catholic uh, pope's got his red phone uh, that goes straight to God when he picks it up. Uh, you know, he's the only one with that, so they claim, right? Yeah. So it's this very uh, authoritarian, top-down structure. Whereas the with the Quakers, I just went to my first uh, little Quaker gathering. What, is it, what do they call them? Meeting of friends. Uh, this past weekend, a handful of the liberty activists in the area accompanied Mark. And uh, it was good. Uh, there, there was nobody who was in charge, and there's no one who is in charge. It's very right, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, so I, uh, I, I did look up a meeting, and I've been... Been there three times now, and uh, it's an interesting group of people, and and they, uh, all of them, uh, or I should say, none of the people I've met uh, were lifelong Quakers. They all had uh, issues at some point or another with uh, with churches that they belonged to, and uh, they left the church, whether it was Catholic or Lutheran or Protestant or uh, Baptist, and uh, became Quakers. And uh, the groups that they've uh, the Quaker groups that they found have all been very active in, in fighting for peace, and, and that sounds kind of funny there. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, I, I, I have to bring something up that I think is very interesting. I, I hope you'll find it interesting, too. Uh, in the conversation I have with my friend Ferb, who's a Mormon, uh, he, he talked about the, the tenet of unrighteous dominion. 
and he discussed how within his church it is not right to hold unrighteous dominion over someone else, to tell someone else how to live his life. And in fact, if you want to be a moral creature, if you want to, if you believe in God or Christ or whatever, you know that 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 religious side of things along the Anglo uh, Anglo-Saxon or Judeo-Christian tenets. Um, then you can't believe that government should be there because you can't fully exercise your morals. Because if you've got some sort of arbitrary abstract entity that will punish you with jail time or beatings or something like that, you're not allowed to actually explore and exercise yourself to the extent that God wants you to. And so this unrighteous dominion thing is a neat idea. And uh, one of the conversations I had with my friend Mark, he said, look, you know, Christ was the ultimate anarchist. There, you are not supposed to have any god above the real god. So how is it that you can have two kings? You can have a king ruling over you within the power of the state, and you can have the king god. You can't have two kings. You can only have one. And so the idea is oppose all that arbitrary control and go with what you're supposed to do under God's dictates. It's not state. It's within you, and it's your relationship to the, to the creator. Yeah, as you understand. Yeah, yep. and not to mention that the, the state every single time the state asks more than God does. So the they don't ask. Well, demands, <laughs> right. demands. Yeah, God asks and the state demands, Good point, and yeah. they set themselves up as a god above God because of their demands and the way that you know they are the god of this world is the way they they set themselves up, and it's just you know it's it's illegitimate. Good thoughts. Hey guys, there's, other... a, there's one other. Yeah, there's yes. one other thing. Uh, it still relates to Quakerism, but. Uh, uh, it was brought up in uh, the last meeting I went to, and that is the idea of uh, the tax protest or the war tax protest. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently uh, it's been going on for quite a while, but it's not real widespread because I hadn't heard of it before. But uh, there are Quaker groups out there that have escrow accounts that you can send your – whatever portion of your taxes you don't want to send to the, to the government, can send it to this escrow account, and they'll keep track of that for you. And uh, you you – Say, hey, federal government, I'm not giving you these taxes because I don't want it spent on uh, killing people. And uh, these uh, escrow accounts will protect your your tax dollars. Now that doesn't protect you. It's still uh, this is still a protest. And uh, but most of these accounts are set up or have, uh, I guess, uh, a way for you to get money sent back to you if the government comes after your property. And let's say they put a lien on your house or something like that. And you know, you're saying, okay, I give up. <laughs> the, uh, these escrow administrators will uh, send you the amount that you have uh, that you have deposited, so that you can pay the federal government. Uh, some of them also have uh, separate accounts set up that you can donate money to to help people fight that, uh, and they call those the uh, penalty accounts or something like that. Hmm. Uh, there seems to be several of these. There's at least three large ones that I found on the internet. And I'm sure if you Look up Quaker or Friends tax protest escrow. You can find something on the internet if you're interested. It's an interesting idea. I mean, I certainly like the uh, the concept that there, you might be able to throw in and, and help somebody else out who's in a situation like that. But whether your money is sitting in the Quaker account or it's in your account, if you're planning on uh, caving in and giving money to the feds, they're just going to take it out of your bank account anyway. So either way, right. if you're going to cave, yeah. they're going to have your money. 
Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, Wouldn't it be interesting if you could actually draw out some sort of religious tenets? And I'm sure you know we often just fantasize about this to have a religion that says, uh, you know, according to the Ten Commandments, it says, "I am the Lord thy God; that thou shalt have no others above me, hold no others above me." Uh, wouldn't it be interesting if you were to say that the state tries to hold itself above God and have me answer to the state rather than to God and what God dictates? Therefore, I shall not give any money to the state. I shall not conform to the state's rules. I will only conform to rules I come up with voluntarily with other people who are God's creatures. Well, I'd be willing to, to jump on with something like that, uh, <laughs> as long as some other people would, because it's hard to go and do that all alone. Yeah. Thank you, Jason, for the call tonight. Appreciate but hearing from you. Jason does point out that there are a great deal of uh, Quakers out there that are protesting the government, pro- protesting the war by not paying taxes. Yes, he's right. And he also pointed out that most of them are unsung. Where are all the news articles hailing the Quakers and talking about their stories? They just... I haven't seen them. It's true. Which is sad. I mean, it's just the major, you know, the mainstream media cutting these guys out and keeping the state uh, afloat, basically, with uh, their obfuscations. Hour number two is on the way. You can bring up whatever is on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial toll-free, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's 800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls, starting out with Frank in New York. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Frank? Good evening, gentlemen. You're on the air. Uh, I enjoyed the comment from the uh, gentleman, I believe, from Ireland uh, that sort of focused on the global perspective, um, but applying what happens locally you know, to that. I found that I have a, a question that got me thinking, and after... Uh, the most recent elections to the EU Parliament, most of the new parliament, parliamentarians or the representatives uh, from the member countries are, are very nationalistic, especially the uh, uh, newly elected uh, representatives from the Netherlands and several other countries. And it's, it's sort of frightening a lot of the uh, theorists that sort of you know, would like to see, a, a, in a sense, a one-world government with, you know, complete ability to tax and to declare war and to, you know, basically usurp the sovereignty that many of the countries still have. And as we know, the Irish rejected the Madrid Treaty, and yes. it's up for another vote coming up. I was 
thinking about California. In four days, California is to go bankrupt completely. Oh, really? Yeah, and it appears that, you know, it's the sixth largest economy in the world, which, you know, says something about the state. And it appears that the federal government really is financially impotent to do anything about it. You don't think the feds are going to bail them out? Well, I think they're going to bail some of the banks, but certainly not the uh, pension funds of the state employees that have lost all their equity due to really? management and different things. Well, I uh, hope but, they don't, because uh, that's what you get for throwing in with a gang. You well, and, make and, an agreement with a criminal gang, call, calling themselves the government, and then the gang decides to renege on uh, what they told you they were going to do. Hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, but here's my question, gentlemen. If the U.S. economy goes into complete meltdown, which I think it will probably after February of next year. Yeah. Oh uh, Mark people your calendars. Will, Frank's made a prediction. Stop. February. Of, you already made that prediction before, I think, didn't you, Frank? I did, yes. Uh, okay, February, February of 2010. We'll have a run on the banks at that point. But here, here's my point. Uh, when that happens and people realize, A, that you know their retirement pension funds have disappeared due to the uh, upheavals in the markets, uh, number two, there really isn't a social safety net for those that have been working, you know, for the last 30 or 40 years. Now, when they need unemployment comp or they need welfare support or housing, it's evaporated. It's be there for them. Mm. So ultimately, they'll be forced to do one of two things: either demand a more centralized form of government that has failed, or, you know, accept their situation and you know pursue it, you know, as a mode of freedom in a sense, where one has to completely re. I'd say life. the former is more likely because they'll probably the government will likely blame the market for whatever problems happen or blame you know blame the previous administration. They'll, there will be someone the else to blame. Influence the markets by stating that people had to put their retirement funds in certain you know stocks or bonds or this or that or they couldn't totally hold gold or they couldn't put a real estate trust in that you know all sorts of things. So the government is really complicit in that as well. My question is this. As libertarians and sort of, uh, you know, people pursuing freedom, you know, in the real world is, you know, praxis in a sense. Uh, are you ready to, are you guys ready to really lead when that happens? Because I'm assuming that probably at least 40 to maybe more percent of the population will want complete emancipation and freedom. When they realize that all of the money they've paid their taxes for for the last 40 or 30 years, they're receiving nothing from it. They're well, going to I hope state, you're... They're going to basically be very much against the uh, tax system, and they're going to figure, I'm going to look out for myself and my family, and that's it. I hope you're right about that, Frank. As far as if we're ready to lead, I'm not sure exactly how that would be done. I think we're, we're leading right now in that we're encouraging people to move here to New Hampshire, where like-minded souls can get together and, and actually Leading do like something. a map would lead, leading not leading like a general would lead. Yes, yeah. exactly. The two overarching notions that I hear every day is sort of the control grid that Alex Jones and many other very astute uh, scholars have been, you know, directing one's attention to. That ultimately that is really, you know, the solution, but it'll, we'll lose all our freedoms and all our uh, rights and especially the right to property. Uh, and the other will be just sort of uh, You don't have a right to property. It's just an illusion. upon the people due to market situations. And I'm not saying it's going to be a violent anarchy, but I mean it will be the individual realizing that the government has failed the social contract, therefore they have to provide for themselves, they have to go into a survivalist mode. By that I mean 
provide for oneself and forget about, you know, the other niceties until things, you know, are restored when luxuries can be. And maybe quite possibly, you know, government with at least what we've seen over the last 70 years is really a luxury now that we can't afford. I think people it never are going to be... a luxury, Frank. <laughs> Thank you for the call. <laughs> I think it's going to be very difficult to, to shake many people right now out of their statist mindset. Uh, even those people, say, in Texas or in New Hampshire here, uh, that work towards these um, resolutions, non-binding resolutions in their what? In their state legislatures. Uh, to say that anything that is uh, not per- not pertinent to the Constitution, they will not abide by these sorts of things, uh, to uh, talk about possible emancipation, uh, it's going to have to get a heck of a lot worse. You'll, still, you'll see some of the states perhaps trying to break off. It'll, it'll still be within more of a sort of a... Uh, uh, an Articles of Confederation type of uh, a sphere, but I, I worry very greatly that what we're going to see is not the former, but the latter of those two options, which is that the state will grow, they'll have some sort of a war, some sort of military thing, and they'll draw people in due to some sort of a fear-mongering um, uh, idea. I think that's, Works that's every a time. very likely possibility, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a sad little system that has worked time and time again. Yeah. We got a crisis. Run to the government. Yeah. And yes, uh, just to expound a little bit, government is not a luxury. It can't be counted as a luxury because it's not chosen. Uh, you don't get the opportunity to say no to the services so-called that they are providing you. Whereas if I want to air- add air conditioning to my home, I get to choose to do that. And that is a luxury as a, you know, as a result of that. If, uh, luxuries, I think, need to be chosen. And very good to be specific about the use of the language. Well, and and no, don't tell me I chose by moving to a specific plot of land. I did not. Or choose. staying on that plot. Yeah, of I land. did not choose to be ruled by an arbitrary group of men and women. And where would you go violence. otherwise? Some other plot of land, I some guess. Some other plot of land where some gang. other group of men and women is going to tell you what to do. Yeah. And likely tell you more or different things to do. So. You know, the, the the this is the freest country um, argument is is really uh, you know it's it's tantamount to saying I've got the best form of herpes. Yeah. <laughs> My herpes is only simplex one. My slave plantation is better than your slave plantation. Sure, where we live and we only get whipped five times a day. I yep. get a blood red chancre, but it's only on my lip. <laughs> you know that the the fallacy of the social contract. Is so prevalent, and yet uh, people—if you were to say social contract to people—they wouldn't even know what you're talking about anymore. Uh, the The United States is so full of people who have been brought up in the government school systems, and they believe they can't see anything beyond this state superstructure. They can't even no, imagine. It's very difficult. Yeah, they're so locked in where they currently are. But there are some indicators of future success. I have to say that I had a very, I would say, positive appearance on the local status talk radio show here in Keene, New Hampshire, uh, just this past weekend. On Saturday mornings, there's a show called Talk Back that basically is full of politicos. The local city councils, uh, city councilors sit in as hosts on the show, and they have in city bureaucrats and city planners and people like that. And it's pretty much all politics now. And then, you know, they'll talk about community things like the community kitchen and things like that. Uh, but for the most part, it's it's politico hour or three three hours of politico talk. And so the host of the show, Cynthia, one of the city councilors, I have been calling that show for the last few years, pretty much ever since I've been here in Keene. I've been calling on a regular basis, almost weekly, uh, to the program and espousing a pro-liberty viewpoint. And I've been on the show once or twice as a co-host, 
and this was my first time in as a guest on the show. So I was being, uh, I was in as a guest. They had two city councilors in as the co-hosts. And I'll just recap briefly how it went. We'll get right back into your calls here in a moment. Just as, a, as kind of an indicator that things are moving in the right direction, I, I think, uh, in, more, in moments here. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Those features include live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, a dial-up version, webcam, all completely free at freetalklive.com. Audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. Listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible's got over 60,000 titles from which to choose. Every genre, they've got it covered at Audible. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Head over to auto, oh, excuse me, audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. Let's continue taking your calls about what you want. And we'll talk to Chris in Texas. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Greetings from that little county where we taser the elderly that won't sign their speeding tickets. Oh, no. That was your area of the country. I'm sorry to hear that. That's where I live. Lots of fun here. Let me tell you. Hey, what happened to that cop? Uh, You know, I'm I'm sure the same thing that's going to happen to the cop with the dash cam and the EMT. They're going to do an investigation and find that obviously they were acting within their guidelines. I think that was what the initial investigation had. I think that the article mentioned that, oh, he was by, everything was by the book there. But I didn't know if that anything had, had officially been determined yet. Well, the, the police, you know, they don't do anything wrong. Oh, no, of course They're not. Never, she, did, she did wrong when she didn't obey his every single demand, apparently. That's right, and, and you better take note of that, too, let me tell you. Yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons I'm actually calling tonight. I, I called you about a week or two ago and asked about your experience with the court and the whole issue on, you know, can you donate the money to charity instead of, you know, pay their pay their fine. And I, I learned a little lesson in court the other day. You should not say the word extortion when you are in court. <laughs> it doesn't Uh-oh. it doesn't get you anywhere. So, actually, I think I've, I think one of the activists up here used that term and actually did get away. I think it was David uh, Manning when he was up for a U-turn ticket. They did an illegal U-turn, and he basically t- uh, said something about I don't I don't appreciate extortion, and I'm not going to pay this. And uh, well, I think the, sus- the the fine was suspended. I forget exactly what what had happened in that case. It's been so long now, but he was able to walk out of that courtroom and did not have to pay anything. Nice. And he used that term extortion. Well, I, I I luckily didn't get thrown in jail or anything. What happened they, to you? They went just scheduled me scheduled me for a trial. They said you we'll give you a trial. You can either when I told them that Gee, thanks. paying them paying the money conflicted with my beliefs because I didn't believe in what they were going to do with it. They said, well, you could just plead guilty and we'll give you community service. I said, are there court costs associated with that? And he said, well, of course there are. <laughs> well, that just doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, good job. I don't want your services. I don't want your trial. No, thank you. I have not and, harmed anyone, and so my time why am equals, I here? My time equals my money, too. Yeah. I, I, I think, uh, well, on, on a side note to that, I, I got online last night and went to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com and Excellent. ordered my first book with, with your link there. What book was it? So it, it was only four bucks, but it's something. Uh, right so on. 
do some reading and figure out how to how to best defend yourself in court over a speeding ticket. What, what was the book? Um, how to fight your case. I, I can't remember, to be honest with you. I, I just started Googling them, and whichever one had the highest review, or I started looking Great. through their search website. I love the reviews the on Amazon. Review. They're so, so useful. And I thank you for going out there and doing that. Next time, see if you can bring a camera in to record it. You know, actually, I'm I'm pretty curious on if I'll be able to do that. I'm I'm trying to find somebody else that's willing to uh, actually sit in the back and record it. It does. It is an ideal situation to have more than one activist uh, helping you out. Thank you, Chris, and uh, thanks for the call tonight. Oh, by the way, speaking of good news, I said I was going to tell this story. Uh, but uh, here's an additional story. Since he mentioned, uh, since we were talking about cameras in court, this morning Sam went into uh, at 8 a.m. to the Keene District Court. As you know, our friend Sam and co-host on the show has been uh, in jail or was in jail for nearly two full months uh, because he had recorded with uh, with his video camera in the lobby of the Keene District Court here in Keene, New Hampshire. And he was in that very same court lobby this morning checking on a continuance that he had filed last week to try to get the the trial date set out a little further because he'd only had 10 days to, to get ready for the trial or 12 days or something like that. Uh, so he was checking on that. We all went there, and one of the activists had a video camera with him and was recording as, as Sam checked in at the, the clerk's window. And he was doing kind of a good job of concealing it, but the clerks knew it because he was pointing it straight at them. He was sort of concealing it from the bailiffs to some extent, but the bailiffs did move around, and they did spy him using that camera, and they didn't say anything. (laughs) And it wasn't Sam that was holding the camera. It was one of the other activists. Uh, So I I think a very minor victory this morning in that no one was arrested for videotaping in this place where videotaping is supposedly prohibited. Uh, But it's not. Well, there's a sign on the wall. There's there's a sign on the wall, it says. And that's why Sam was put in jail. Uh, So, interesting. Just thought I'd share that. Also, here's the example of, uh, a little example of, I think, that the conversation is progressing here in the Keene area. Maybe across New Hampshire. I don't know about the rest of New Hampshire. But I do know that on the the Talkback radio show on Saturday mornings that I've listened to and called in on for years, a few years now, and I've been a guest in the past. And in the past when I've been on the show... It was call after call from hostile callers. Now, I guess not every single call, but there were a number of hostile callers that would uh, would call in to just viciously attack me. This time, now to be fair, I was only in for a half an hour, but it wasn't wall-to-wall phone calls. We did have the opportunity to have a little bit of discussion with the hosts on the show that are city councilors and myself, who, of course, I'm a voluntarist. And so we talked about uh, a little bit about the Voluntary Society. We talked about the Free State Project and what it really is and how it's just a movement of liberty-minded people all moving to New Hampshire in order to get active for freedom. So I, I really pushed the point that Free Staters are no different from liberty activists that were born here. It's just that we weren't born here. That's the only thing. Right. They're not Free Staters. They're liberty activists. That's what, they're, that's what you're looking at when, when you see the activism going on here in New Hampshire. You're seeing people that were born in New Hampshire, people that moved here before the Free State Project existed and for people that moved here after the free state project existed they're all the same category they're liberty activists and i really tried to push that and you didn't say uh the free state project uh we're here for your kids your crazies and your convicts no i didn't uh i had a nice conversation it was a very positive uh demeanor for the most part the one of the counselors tried to hold my feet to the flames on something about the the free state project's pledge which says that i uh i I believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life liberty and property and he was trying to hold me to it and say ah so you broke your agreement because i'm a voluntarist and i I believe in self-government
government and you know voluntary rule. Well, I think that you probably do believe that the maximum role of the government should be. But he left out the term maximum. He yeah. would say uh, he said something like, "Well, you said that the, the role of government should be this and this and this, and now you believe this, so you broke your agreement." I said, "No, no, Kendall. Look, if I wasn't clear." The statement is the maximum role, which means there's also a minimum role, and I'm over here by the minimum. So I think that uh, there was a there was good communication that happened, and the calls that came in this time were just people with some questions. They didn't You're really have the yeah they didn't really have the we hate you get out of here your type go home kind of attitude that has happened in Not the past. Not to work anyway. Not yeah. to say that those folks aren't still out there listening. They just didn't call in when I was on this time, and the demeanor of the city councilors they're they're very nice. You know they just want everyone to like them. So uh, they didn't jump down my throat. They can't, couldn't hang up on me. So I got to make every single point I wanted to make. Awesome. I mean, with the exception of running out of time at the end of the half an hour. And then I got an email from Cynthia who says that she wished, after the fact, in hindsight, she wished she'd had me on for a full hour. So I think things are moving in the right direction here, even with the, you know, the people that are the dyed in the wolves, uh, folks that are inside the system. So, good indicators. And that audio will be posted uh, probably sometime this week at freekeen.com. More on the way. Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. Allakees.com is a community for self-learners. At Allakees, you'll find tools to help you connect with people learning the same things you're learning. Tutor other community members. And to make contacts that can help you find jobs. You can also earn money by sharing your know-how with others and contributing quality content. Visit alekees at a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. Again, that's a-l-e-k-e-s-e dot com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site there are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They are yours free at freetalklive.com. Going back, by the way, for an entire year on us, front page of the website, freetalklive.com. All right, so continuing here uh, to get to the story that I uh, had originally wanted to start the show with from the New York Times. A plan to create a new Pentagon Cyber Command is raising significant privacy and diplomatic concerns. The Obama administration moves ahead on efforts to protect the nation from cyber attack and to prepare for possible offensive operations against adversaries' computer networks. Now, I'm going to get into a little bit more detail here, but I'd just like to say that the IT community has been doing a fine job of protecting their servers from attacks for a long time. I don't see why it is that anybody who is even remotely familiar with the Internet and the various different types of uh, and styles of attacks that can happen to it would be needing or asking for the federal government to step in and save their IT department uh, from its own self. I mean, well, these guys know exactly what they're doing and how to prevent attacks. Fe- it's, it's FUD. Remember, that's what the government does. Fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And what they, what they have, even me, worried about, I must admit that they've got, what if the Al-Qaeda... Nazi uh, communists manage to put together a room full of really smart hacker guys and they bring down the United States 
bring down the United States government? Yes. Well, what if? I think I'd pay for that. They, <laughs> well, I'm just saying well, it, it could be bad, right? This, like you don't want. Where's the chip in? You well, don't. That's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. You know, it, it, an inherent in this story are a lot of questions that you bring up. First of all, about the terrorists, terrorist threat. Terrorist. Sort of backtracking on what Mark said, and then getting into this uh, cyber thing, this the cyber czar that he wants to come up with. I saw yeah. this this story too in the New York Times story, and it's it's just unbelievable thinking that the government's going to do a better job than private business. But um, on Mark's point. You know, on the terrorist idea, I've asked people sometimes, especially the people who are, you know, oh, the the growth of the U.S. government must be much larger. We must stop the terrorist threat that want to bring us down. What do they mean by that? What exactly do they mean they want to bring us down? They want to take out the West. How exactly are they going to do that? Al-Qaeda does <laughs> Especially it, through computers. This is the part that I, well, I really it. don't know Even, at all. That's it, Mark. Even if they were to, to it's wipe out... It's a virtual out, war. Gosh darn it, I've been scared. How in the world do they think that Al-Qaeda is going to raise troops, send them over with their non-existent naval powers... Mm. Or air power, and you know, march across the United States after they've wiped out the United States financial system. Well, it's it's the not going to happen. It's the suitcase nukes. Oh right. yes, and of course, with one suit. See, this is the thing. How you know, however risky that could be, we know that the reason that they're going after the United States in the Middle East and the reason for 9/11 it wasn't. It didn't have to do with Playboy and Terminator films. It had to do with the United States involvement in the Middle East. Sure. I mean, those were the points that. Um, uh, Al-Qaeda brought well, up and, and what was brought up to recruit people. Before you go on on that, there, certainly, there are certainly people out there in the Middle East um, and you know around the world, Muslim-type people, that hate uh, the West yes. and hate the United States because of Britney Spears and uh, you know airplanes or whatever you know right. whatever sort of right. Western invention it is that they they dislike. They're yeah. absolutely out there, but we give them credence. We give those people that hate us, hate the, the Western um, philosophy. Credence when we act like the great Satan That's right. that they say that we're acting like. They're, when we go over there it. and they the can, and they does, can point yeah. cameras when the United States government goes over there and they can point their cameras and show on Al Jazeera. Look, here's a bunch of dead Middle Easterners and Children. they were completely innocent yes. because you can't drop bombs without dropping them on kids. Nope. And I mean, you're not going to stop people from harboring resentment over their dead loved ones. Right? For God's sake, I mean, yeah. they you're not going to scare better, them away they? from wanting I mean, we're revenge. We're them for God's sake. Exactly. And 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 you, but what fascinates me is the people think that okay, they're going to bring down the United States. Well, that's a completely amorphous nonsensical statement. What does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. So then you get all these politicians like Obama trying to do as you said, take advantage of this fear-mongering. And nobody actually listens to their words and says, "Well, what would they do if they when it, what, what, Are they going to so, release a virus? Well, the antivirus companies take care of those pretty quick, so we don't need the government to handle that. Uh, are they going to attack some servers somewhere? Well, we've got firewalls, and uh, the, the IT departments know how to handle denial-of-service uh, attacks, and they know better than to open emails with uh, executable files in them. Yeah. I mean, what, what is it that they think is going to actually occur? Oh, and Ian, another question. You know, you talked about a suitcase nuke. Okay, let's say the worst worst possible scenario, a suitcase nuke is blown up or a chemical biological weapon is is brought in or something and a lot of people die. Okay? Again, that is not going to bring down western culture. 
that is not no. going to destroy. So it's a recursive thing. It always brings you back to the question of what really was Obama and Al Qaeda were they trying to do? And it's very clear because Obama actually said what they were trying to do. There were four points. Get the United States bases off of sacred Saudi soil. Stop the United States alliance with the Zionist Israeli as this, as this you know, he sees it as this evil plot or whatever it is. Uh, he wanted the uh, embargo against Iraq stopped, and he wanted the bombings to stop None of those Iraq. are unreasonable. Right, and he used those points That was to, Osama, not Obama. That's, Obama. I was confused. Osama. Uh, Osama, yeah, Osama. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry. I'm doing the Ted Kennedy thing, yeah. Um, so, um, so... All of those things are defensive, and the whole point, or at least in their eyes, they are defensive and they are aggressive on innocent people, but they're defensive in the idea of trying to repel foreign invaders against the sacred soil, which is what the jihad was all about. And, and Leave us back alone. To, yeah, it goes back to this Egyptian cleric. The idea of jihad was expanded a little bit, to not a little bit, but a lot, to try to take over certain areas that had been gotten during the times of the Crusades. But none of this has anything to do with Western culture per se. And as Mark says, there are aspects, there are people there who do not like Western culture at all. I'd but like for to point out, sake, I'd like to point out that there are people in, in the United States and maybe more people in the United States that would like to destroy the people in the Middle East because of their culture. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it has nothing to do, it has less to do with the fact that we were attacked and more to do with this kind of uh, ethnocentrism. I don't know whether it's more or less or what, but these are, those are the same people that say they hate us for our culture. Now, those people generally hate them for their culture. Right. Now, if you see stories like what Ian's brought up here, you say, I think the average person says, oh, yeah, we've got to protect the Internet superstructure here. We've got to protect, protect the, the, the entire United States uh, Internet safety. Uh, and so Obama's doing the right thing. He's going to put one guy on it and have one agency. And, of course, oh, it he's won't just be one guy. I'm oh, sure. no. <laughs> yeah, but have one guy commanding the whole thing, the Internet czar. And he's going to be continuing what the Bush administration was doing with the NSA. President Obama has said that the new cyber defense strategy he unveiled last month will provide protections for personal privacy and civil liberties. But senior Pentagon and military officials say that Mr. Obama's assurances may be challenging to guarantee in practice. <laughs> Particularly in trying to monitor the thousands of daily attacks on security systems, the United States that have uh, that in the United States that have set off a race to develop better cyber weapons. So Obama says, "Yo, don't worry, Americans. We'll be protecting your liberties and protecting the internet at the same time." And then now, now the uh, the guys that are actually going to run the program, uh, the Pentagon military officials are like, saying, "Are you high?" Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. Well, uh, we're we're not sure if we can actually uh, protect your liberties, because in order to protect your freedom or in order to protect the Internet, we're going to have to just take a little peek in here. That's all. Just going to be a little peek inside your business. Don't worry. We'll we'll do our best. Got to look for those red flag words. Yeah, we'll do, we'll do our best to keep your privacy safe, but we can't guarantee it. You trust us, right? Raptor. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Your thoughts on this, especially if you're in the IT world, we'd love to have you chime in here uh, as somebody who's got more expertise. I only know the bare, barest of bare minimums. Uh, why is it that the government can even make this claim? Why isn't the IT world absolutely outraged about this? It's Free Talk Live. Maybe they are. John and Lobo are back with more rapid-fire action. It began as a favor to a woman trying to get away from an abusive husband, but it proves that no good deed goes unpunished. 
and the consequences may be fatal to their partnership. The sequel to One Jump Ahead and Slanted Jack, Overthrowing Heaven by Mark L. Van Name. Available from Bain Books. Remember, if you don't like your world, visit one of ours at Bain.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. Vanguard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you, so enjoy them on us. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into the show, getting on as many radio stations as we can, and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up, and you'll get perks like access to the Amp Only call in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there waiting for you at amp.freetalklive.com. We'll get back into cybersecurity here in a moment and what the federal government, at least a, a little bit about what they have planned. I'm sure their plans are much bigger than they're letting on. Uh, but for now, we are going to continue with your calls. George is listening in Ruston to KBYO FM. Hello, George. Hi, evening, y'all. Howdy. What's on your mind tonight, George? Um, uh, I was going to ask Ian. I was listening to y'all, and, and Ian said that uh, um, there was Americans that wanted that that w- would like to kill Muslims. I think that was Mark that said that. Yeah, I said that, and they've called in. Uh, but was it Ian or was it? No, no that was Mark. It was Mark. Yeah. It was Mark. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I, all right. I'm sorry. No problem. Go whoever ahead. whoever made the statement. Um, I don't. I don't wish to get any kind of a discussion tonight, but but I just wondering how does he feel about the Muslims that want to kill Americans? I think it's. Uh, I, I think it's pointless. Most Muslims that want to, uh, you know kill Americans because of Britney Spears and uh, Coca-Cola and uh, things like that. It's usually a cultural difference. And yeah, and it is. And, it, and what what do you reckon what percentage of Muslims really want to kill Americans? I mean, what, 5% or 10% or something? I'm thinking, I, I think of Most. those, the, the types, there's two types of Muslims that want to kill Americans. The type that, um, you know, believe that we're bad because we have Coca-Cola and Britney Spears, and then right. the type that don't like what we're doing over there and are listening to the ones that don't like us because uh, don't like us because of Coca-Cola and Britney Spears. So I think that there's probably a much higher percentage um, than than I would certainly like. I know that there was a poll in Iraq um, it was a couple of years ago, but they were it was something like 75 percent of Iraqis wanted us out of Iraq and were willing well, to use sure violence to get we us out. We in their country. I'm sure they wanted us out yep. of there. Right. I mean, but but see, okay. Suppose it is twenty percent, okay, or twenty five percent over there. Okay, All right. there's a million Muslims in this country. Mm-hmm. If there's only five percent of them that want to kill Americans, how many is that? I don't know. Five percent of a, a million? It's a lot well, of people. Yeah, a whole lot of people. I mean. Yeah, but, but they're not, not out there because they're not I'm, killing I'm Americans. Not, oh, look. There was somebody come on, I guess the name was Mark, and he suggested that there was Americans that wanted to kill Muslims. Yes, sir. And I'm thinking, well, you know, there's another side of that coin. And so all I want to do is just bring up the fact that there's Muslims that want to kill Americans. Sure. We got it's, you. It's, it's, a, it's a back and forth thing that ain't, it's been going on for, see, what happened was America got involved in all those folks' problems. Yeah, that right. is what That's, that's absolutely exactly the truth, what George. Happened, and now we stuck. 
in their problem. No, well, no, we don't have to best, be. What's the best way to increase the number of people that want to kill Americans? Who want to kill Americans? Keep uh, messing around with their problems. Mess, yeah, get in their life, telling them what they're supposed to do. Exactly. But you're, but the one you're absolutely right about the first part, George. But the part I think you're 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 uh, you're wrong about is that we are stuck. We do not have to be stuck. The military uh, or the, the those who support the the efforts in the government might use that as an excuse. Well, I wasn't in favor of it yeah. when it started, but now that we're there, we have to end this well, thing. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not suggesting that we stay there. Don't okay. Oh, well, I, we I am suggesting not that you were. suggesting we stay there. We got to get out of there. Whenever all this thing started, I was like 15 years out of 20 years. We're 20 years out of Vietnam, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I'm thinking, well, what you want to bother them people over there for? You I'm know? with you, George. Do you George, want to or something? I wish, you know? I wish I had been as wise, because I have to say that at the beginning of the Iraq War, I supported the United States' intervention there. I did, there. too, because they, somebody come over here and bombed us, and the only thing we had to go on was, was the intelligence that the administration at the time had to work with and he had to face the fact he was in a he was in a schoolyard he was in a schoolhouse one day. The president of the United States was in a schoolhouse down in Sarasota, and he Florida. In fact, that those planes had done done what they did. Now he had to do something. No, he he didn't, maybe, and that's the maybe problem. Maybe it was the wrong thing. Well, yeah, it was. The problem with with having power is that the people that wield that power will inevitably use it to do the wrong thing, and well, uh, wrong and that's thing. what he did. Uh, but if if for instance we didn't have a federal government. And some building got bombed for whatever reason, then it would be up to the those uh, insurance companies and the protection agencies that are assigned to protect that particular commercial property or whatever the property was to do the investigation to determine who the appropriate uh, culprits were and to do their best to bring them to justice. There would be no way for some private insurance company to mobilize uh, a huge uh, multi-trillion-dollar uh, government bureaucracy to go and and roll over uh, t- tanks over and kill people. And- it just wouldn't even be an option on the table. And can you guys imagine a scenario wherein those people who lived in a private voluntary community would have been shelling their money out to go intervene in some other area of the world to mess around, continually throwing their money out there for non-productive purposes? Instead, it could have happen, the U.S. Hey, it could, but it's I, very, very still, unlikely. Am I still here? You're here, George. Yes, yes sir. Okay, can, can I just give you a comparison, and then yeah. I'll, I'll let y'all go, because right, probably plenty of people want to talk. Okay, I, I live in a community where I can sit in my yard and I can see seven trailers right over in front of me. I can turn around and see six, eight, and 12 more. Okay, I live in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. I've lived here for 26 years. I bought my mama home and I paid cash for it 26 years ago. Okay, never mind all that. If if one of my neighbors, and this has happened many, many times, if, one of the, if a new neighbor moves in and he moves in next to somebody, that doesn't like something that he did when he moved in, or else when the new guy moved in, he didn't like something about the neighbor. Okay, there's a conflict going on, all right? Now, if I go over to his house, because I've been here for 26 years, if I go over to them folks' house and I get stick my nose in their business, one of two things is going to happen, and it ain't nothing but one of two things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, either things are going to work out or things are going to get worse. And somebody's going to pick a side. If you pick this, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, and you're picking a it side there worse. too. You, if if you choose the side, then the other side's going to be angry at you all of a sudden. When before that, you were just one of the other neighbors. They did, they weren't yeah. necessarily even aware of. Yeah, so. the reason okay, the Hatfield but, but, and the McCoys problem didn't spread to other families is because other families okay, didn't get but, stinking but, involved yeah. in the Hatfields and McCoy problem. Okay, but can I say just one more thing? Yes, and I sir. promise I'll 
after this offense. <laughs> All right, George. If I'm sitting here in my yard and the police is coming up and down through here every day, and there's some woman over there that's being abused by some neighbor, and I and, and I don't want that woman to have to take no more abuse, and I go over there and I stick my nose in it because that woman's over there being abused by her neighbor mm-hmm. that don't have respect for that person. Now this is I'm just using the woman as a, as an example. Sure. So are you supposed to just sit back and let that I don't think you should. I think that if George, I think that if you feel motivated to take action, then you should do what you feel is right. I think that the problem comes in. Not me. We're talking about what. We're talking about what the government. But that's the difference, and that's what I want to point out to you, George. That's not analogous. That's what I want to clarify for you, George. We're talking about the role that that America plays in the world, man. I see where you're coming from, George, and let me clarify this for you. If it's you personally that you want to take action to save whether it's the neighbor down the street or to try to save somebody halfway across the world, then you should be free to make that choice in whatever whatever your choice is. The problem with America or the United States government is they make the choices for us, and we don't get to choose. I think that people need to be free to choose as to whether or not they want to get involved. And I thank you for the call tonight. That's the reason there's no draft right now. Well, don't get uh, cocky, I mean, George. They might bring no that. Draft. They might bring you it back. You don't have to get involved in it. You're wrong about that. I don't have to go over there necessarily and die in the dirt. Thank but goodness. His money will. is funding well, it right now. If he pays wait, taxes. Wait a minute. Now wait a minute. The first thing I want to both of you understand is I am I am not defending these. I acts. know, George. Settle down just a little bit here. Them. I'm not I'm not jumping down your throat. What I'm trying to say is you're saying I'm not forced to support it because they're not going to force me to go there. But they are taking my money from me. And they are sending that money to go and do things I disagree with. Okay, so well, I guess my biggest advantage there is that I don't have any money for them to take. Right? Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So it's okay. I don't care if they take people. We don't money. have any for them either, but George. That's just a, I and I try to keep... George, I'm with you, man. I try to keep as much of my money out of their pockets as possible. And I thank you for the call, sir. Yes. I, I, yeah, I don't pay him. I mean, I, I will not pay. Uh, and I'm, Listen, I'm glad I was able to call you all tonight. Well, we're glad a, you called, George. Thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate hearing from you. In, uh, they're in that Rustin trailer park. Now, you know, you know. The, sorry, Mark. Right, I, I just what the trailer to, park name is. Yeah, that exactly. we were talking about meddling in other people's business. And this verse, for some reason, this proverb always comes up. And there's some good proverbs in the Bible, and it's one of my favorite books. Is it's like one who takes a dog by the ears is he who passes by and meddles with strife that doesn't belong to him. Getting involved in other people's business is like grabbing a dog by its ears and yanking. Ow. Yeah. And gonna, like you're going to get bit. If you've got private communities, you come up with a system that's much more efficient, much better tied to your own agreement prior to these sorts of things coming up. You set up things beforehand. Government gets you involved whether you like it or not. Hour 3 is on the way. More on so-called cybersecurity and what the government has planned for your Internet connection. This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. On your feet! I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the U.S. military, reserves, or National Guard, you have special rights and privileges earned through your service to your country, including special VA loan programs not available to the general public. You could purchase a new home with no down payment or refi your home up to 100% of your home's equity. You've earned these benefits through your dedication and service. iFreedom Direct, a direct VA lender, can help you discover whether you and your property qualify. Get the details at varadio.com. That's varadio.com. 
iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. 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 Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Specifically, want to hear from you, maybe if you are an IT administrator, somebody who knows the... You know, the back end, if you will, of the Internet, somebody who understands uh, the, the details, the behind the scenes of what happens uh, with data transferring from one point to another. Because if you believe what the government is saying, if you believe what the uh, people in the Pentagon and the uh, Washington, D.C. area are claiming, the, the whole Internet is vulnerable and uh, we need a new federal government program to keep this safe. We need to... Well, we're going to protect your privacy? Well, maybe not. Now, maybe what we're going to do is just invade your privacy just a little, just a smidgen, just to make sure that you're safe from the terrorists. It's analogous into that uh, that myth that you give up some rights in order to have the rest of your rights protected. Well, sure. we're going to protect your rights by same invading old your rights a little yep. bit. Same old claims. And so the story is from the New York Times where... Uh, apparently, much of the new military command's work is expected to be carried out by the National Security Agency, whose role in intercepting the domestic end of international calls and email messages under secret orders issued by the Bush administration has already generated intense controversy. But now that we've seen the government agencies that were doing these awful things under the Bush administration are now heroic uh, when they're doing them under the Obama administration, or at least to those who support Obama. He can do no wrong, even if what he's doing is the same exact thing or worse than what George Bush did. Certainly there's some people that are disenchanted at this point. They thought they were going to get something else. But but the excuse factory on this is incredible. All they do is uh, I keep hearing people saying, "Well, you know, it's Give him Obama's. A uh, well, Obama, he he tried a different approach, and he's got to do this. He's got to do this now. It's like, well, he, he's got no choice. Of course, he's got to do exactly what Bush did. But Obama doing it is okay, right? And uh, one of the things Bush did was make promises that he couldn't keep or didn't intend to keep. And in Obama's case, he's promised that uh, privacy will be protected. But on the other hand. The officials that are in charge of the program in the military, the Pentagon, say that to effectively conduct computer operations without entering networks inside the United States, where the military is currently prohibited from operating or traveling, or, yeah, of course, they could get rid of posse comitatus, and then they won't be prohibited anymore, <laughs> uh, but or traveling electronic paths through countries that are not themselves American targets, uh, the, the cybersecurity effort, Obama said at the White House last month, will not, I repeat, will not. Include monitoring private sector networks or internet traffic, but for foreign Today. adversaries often, but foreign adversaries often mount their attacks through computer network hubs inside the United States. And military officials and outside experts say that th- that threat confronts the Pentagon and the administration with difficult questions. Military officials say there may be a need to intercept and examine some email messages sent from other countries to guard against computer viruses to potential terrorist action. Uh, Advocates say the process could ultimately be accepted as the digital equivalent of customs inspections in which passengers arriving from overseas consent to have their luggage open for security tax and health reasons. 
The government is in a quandary, according to a defense expert at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. She says that a broad debate is needed about what constitutes an intrusion that violates privacy, and at the other extreme, what is an intrusion that may be acceptable in the face of... Of an act of war. <laughs> it may be acceptable in face. Hey, guess what? You know, there was a little something brought up about this. There are a couple points about this. Did you guys know, you remember when AT&T was uh, vilified by people, and, and appropriately so, for First giving Newpin. up all those email, yeah, those uh, cell phones, cell mm-hmm. phone records? Uh, the guy who headed up AT&T now is a very new prominent position with what? The yeah, Obama the Obama administration. Really? They gave him a plum thing. It's like with the GM t- takeover or something like that. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it's amazing to me that, to, again, you know, it resonates with my resentment towards the absolute hypocrisy of these people who support Obama to, to be excoriating Bush, and appropriately so, and then not concentrate on what the government is continuing to do. Then you've got the whole thing of, Bush administration is eavesdropping on phone conversations, contrary to the actual rules of the FISA Act, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act of 1978. And even if one were to to consider that that is constitutional, it's not. There's this wacky thing called the Fourth Amendment. Uh, I know it's kind of weird, but you're supposed to have a warrant when you do a search based on the actual rules for the operation of that thing, the government they want to run. Maybe they could write a warrant for the whole country. They could just write a warrant for because uh, you know they can do whatever they want. So they, there you go. It says here in the story that the they're they're wrestling with an unresolved issue of how the military could legally set up an early warning system. Uh, how do how do you understand sovereignty in the cyber domains? One of the generals asked. It doesn't tend to pay a lot of attention to geographic boundaries. Uh, so they're they're basically. I mean, what they could do is they could just write themselves a, an eternal warrant uh, to where they can search your computer anytime they want to to look for terrorists. Andrew, That'll be and, legal, right? Andrew Napolitano's book, A Nation of Sheep, was awesome on this. You know, here's a guy. Uh, long ago, he was calling himself a libertarian, and he's he's actually a judge in the legal system Not that's anymore, so right? corrupt. Actually, still, I believe he's still a practicing judge. I don't know if he practices all the time, but uh, I, he's on he? Fox he's, all the time and he has his talk show. Right, and he's, so on. he's on Fox as a commentator. He's got a the, the Fox uh, TV show on the interwebs. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, also got a radio show that's uh, Brian and the Judge. Brian mm-hmm. and the Judge. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, exactly. How could he possibly? Be a I judge don't too? know. I don't know how. I, I, all I know is last time I looked uh, on it, one of his bios, it said he was still practicing wow. judge or whatever sitting judge. But anyway, um, it's interesting because he brings up all this stuff about these on um, these uh, these wiretaps and so on, and then they claim that we're at war. Now, if if the I mean if the United States were government were at war, there would be a lower threshold legally speaking. We're just talking about their superficial law side of things. Right. They can basically suspend whatever they want for uh, for war efforts. It would be a little different. It would be easier to go get a warrant. They've got this thing called the FISA court, which supposedly uh, is supposed to issue warrants, and it issues them very easily for these these wiretaps, right? So it's the same sort of argument. The argument that they were making there, which is said it would be almost like a customs thing where foreigners would be checked out, that's exactly the argument, the same exact argument that the Bush administration right. made for the phone tapping. Yep. They were saying, well, we're only tapping the phones of foreigners. Right. If there's an American on the other end, then that's that's not our problem. It's like, hey, guess what? It's not foreign surveillance when there's an American on the line. It's domestic surveillance. Get it? And there's no possible way these guys can get around the fact that they're going to have to conduct domestic surveillance without warrants here. And this is only where it starts. Remember this. Whenever a government program is created, 
it always expands from its original intentions. So even if they were to found this program and say, oh, we promise we won't invade your privacy at all, and they're not even saying that, uh, it'll, it might start that way, and then 10 years later or even a few years later, it will look very, very different from its original intentions. From the original mm-hmm. design, the bureaucrats that get in charge will say, well, we could help so much more if we just had a little bit more of your privacy we could invade. Oh, don't worry, Americans. It's necessary. And don't it's you not, want to be safe? It's never an option, either. No, I mean, this no. Is, this isn't an option. Whatever the Obama administration decides that they're going to do here, not an option. What they're going to do in the future, not an option. They just spin it like, well, you know, we're, we're just testing the waters here. They're going to yeah. do what they want. It's not like a market thing. And I, I know you got to get to the calls, but just real quick, i got to say they had the Medical Privacy Act of 1996, which supposedly was supposed to guard Americans and their privacy for their health insurance records. So what did it do? It prevented the private insurance companies and doctors from sharing the information to which you can actually agree because it's a market mechanism. You can say, no, mm-hmm. please don't. I'm, I'm going to go to a different company. Or you can say, yeah, go ahead. It'll save money and be efficient. They stopped that from happening, and they said, now the government will collect the information and keep it safe. Great. Let's go to the phones. Talk to Tom listening to WVTS in Charleston. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys, this is Tom, the neocon. Welcome, Tom. It's on your mind tonight. You guys are great. I just want to say that I've uh, been enjoying the show, but I just wanted to respond to um, to the uh, the issue of uh, the Bush administration and um, and so forth. Um, I, I think that you guys are kind of like a liberty cult, and I don't see how your all's policies can protect our country when... You still would be arguing over the legal and theoretical concept of a traffic light. Tom, I, uh, we're going to pour some Liberty Kool-Aid here during the break, uh, swig some of it down, and come back. All right? So hang on. Well, hopefully we'll come back. Uh, I don't know what you put in that guard. Uh, oh, yeah. we'll, more with uh, w- more with Tom. Hopefully he'll hang through here in a moment, and we'll take your calls. <laughs> I just got the oh, yeah joke. Uh, it took me a second. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Gard. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features we give to you, so enjoy those on us. Features including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. From serious issues to fun stuff, you'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Freedombookclub.com invites you to participate in our summer reading event. Go to freedombookclub.com and choose your preference from the four finalists. Then purchase the book of the month. New winners are announced every month. Freedombookclub.com, making freedom a bestseller. It's freedombookclub.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. It looks like Tom has stuck around from WVTS in uh, West Virginia. Tom, you're back on Free Talk Live. You barely had a chance to even get into your point, so please continue or recap or go ahead. I'm, I'm ready for the abuse. I basically You love it, Tom. I, I love the abuse. Uh, I just bring it on. Um, I just don't understand the measures that the Bush administration took to uh, try to protect us from a very volatile situation in this world that has been brewing for the past 25 years. What is the libertarian, or should I say the small L libertarian, how, what's, how do you guys deal with it? What would you propose to deal with Well, that? first of all, I don't know if there are any libertarians on this show, first and foremost. I, yeah, and can I ask you a question? Uh, do you consider yourself sort of a law and order uh, 
small government conservative guy? Yes, I am. I okay. want government to be as small All right, as it so, can be. Right. So the, Supreme, the, military, right? the supreme rules under which we're supposed to operate are dictated by the Constitution of the United States, correct? Yes, yes sir. Okay. Uh, the Bush administration, after 9-11, sent White House counsel Alberto Gonzalez over to Congress to ask Congress not to declare war. There's only one thing the Congress can do if they want the president to command the troops as commander-in-chief, and that is to declare war. Would you agree with that? I, w- I would agree with that. That yes. is based on Article 1 in the Constitution. Okay. Right. There's nothing else they can do. Right. So if they anyone who voted for the president to initiate military force for whatever purpose broke his oath to the Constitution, correct? Using your logical syllogism, logical thought, yes. Yep, you absolutely. Are so now, Therefore, that's the that's the legal standpoint. They all broke the law because they're a bunch of lawbreakers, and they only hold us to it. And that's one of the reasons that we feel the government sucks so bad. And if they wanted they to only do hold something the little different, people to it. If they, well, I just wanted to say, Mark, if they wanted to do something different, they should be honest with people and say they don't do we that. Don't have they're the politicians. capacity to do this. We need to amend the Constitution. Blah, the Constitution they don't do. is messed with on a daily basis. But the, that's uh, see now you're making. You know, commerce and all types of things sure. are used. I mean, you know, it's, it's so, used like that. So let me so let me pose you this agree, question. You would agree to that you. the Constitution is toilet paper, then, Tom? I love the Constitution, but I, it is being used as. But it is but being what, used how as. How would you deal with the situation? How oh, would okay, liberty-loving so, New Hampshireites like yourself that want to secede from the Union and hopefully take Vermont with you? <laughs> how do you feel? Or how would you deal with the situation under threat? Now, if, 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 if there was no Constitution, and I think that we should follow the Constitution, I think we should follow the rules that are set out. Not that we have, and uh, not that the United States has in 212 years or whatever. Uh, but you know, I think we should. Even if we wrote it down, we should follow them. But what we I didn't rec- write it. Yeah, right. A bunch of dead people wrote it, and I didn't sign it. Um, the, the the sort of pro-liberty stance would be, we should have never been over there in the first place. We should have never followed England into the Middle East after the breakup of the Ottoman Empire. Right. Those people wouldn't have uh, flown airplanes into our buildings on 9-11. Oh, that is absolute garbage. No, I mean, no. garbage. Well, let, let's you, say... Let's hold say, on. Okay. Oh, Gardner, rattle yeah. off, please, uh, the four reasons that Osama bin Laden... Yeah, you uh, know, we brought these up before, and you might disagree with these it, things, but... No, 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 you see, this is... Not, Tom, this I am not saying that. You don't avoid. deserve anything. Right, right. right. Tom, okay. Okay. see, this is, right. The, this is what we try to avoid when we're trying to talk about this. We're not trying to blame... America, per se, or Americans. What we're trying to do is we're addressing the very points that uh, Osama bin Laden used to recruit people. And this is just fact. He used four points. They were in letters that were addressed to people to recruit them to come after the U.S. It had nothing to do with American culture. It had to do with the jihad against the United States being involved in the Middle East. Now, you can say once we... Oh, go ahead. Just just real quick. You'll notice that you never hear any translations of what Osama bin Laden says on the news, Tom? because they don't want you to know what he says. Now, Tom, I want to give you a chance to weigh in, but I, I do want to just add one more quick thing. Right. Um, right. I know that your argument is saying, look, it, don't don't give me hypotheticals to say that we wouldn't be in this situation if we had a, a, a minarchist or an anarchist a, a world. Uh, what would you do now? Um, if if you're operating on the constitutional level, the only uh, the only proper thing to do would be to, to declare war against the offenders or to issue letters of marquee and reprisal to go after those guys properly. 
And the Bush administration didn't want to do that because they thought that if they declared war, then the guys that they captured would have to be held under the Geneva Accords as prisoners of war. They didn't want to have to do that because then they thought they wouldn't be able to interrogate them because the interrogation techniques ran counter to the Geneva Accords. It's a very simple logical structure. It's, it follows all the way, and I knew what I was watching in 2002. You now, guys would probably have a problem with the Geneva Accords being the anti-globalization, anti uh, taking part in world affairs view that most uh, libertarian. Uh, well, okay, here we go. Sorry, I didn't mean to use the word libertarian. It's fine. But well, the founding fathers did specify. Problem, specify so the, your, your logic is kind of back and forth. Well, well not quite because if if we are signatories to voluntarism, there is nothing that would prevent us from coming up with voluntary arrangements that would say the private forces that we use to defend ourselves will abide by certain rules. And we hope that we're not ever going to get into a conflict with other private police forces because that would conflict with our ideals and our morals. But defensively, we will operate in a certain way. And we hope that other people with whom we sign agreements, legal contracts, we have private arbiters, will agree to these sorts of things as well. There's a, it's a much clearer system, and you get a lot less friction when you have private arbiters but yeah. i understand we're looking at this I from got a, a question state for you state. tom yes, what sir. um would you agree that we create terrorists by fighting wars over there and dropping bombs accidentally blowing up accidentally people's uh, families their homes their property the military. would you agree that yeah. we create terrorists when we do that the military does that do i i believe it would could possibly possibly be one of the factors that could make somebody pretty damn angry who lives on another side of the it world it would make yes. me I, angry i can tell you that um, I understand that. And and so by going over there and trying to solve our problems of terrorism by creating more terrorism, even though we didn't intend to, don't you agree that the only logical conclusion of uh, you know war in the Middle East is bombing the whole place to glass? But, you know, <laughs> being the neocon that I am, I still have this dream one day, just like you guys have your dreams of whatever, the, the liberty – uh, free state project, which, by the way, I find very, very interesting. Uh, I still believe that democracy can flourish there, and I believe that there's enough people over there that want it to happen and that have heralded our coming to that part of the world. Isn't democracy, don't see that on the news. Isn't democracy really just the installation of another U.S. client state? I mean, Living in you know, in Nicaragua, we had they had a dem democratically elected communist government in the mid 80s sure. and the united states yeah. government proved we don't like that crap very much and Better we're going to take care well of it. believe it because yep. they were going to be a cuban it's going to be a cuban state <laughs> eventually and it would actually creep up through uh but do you see those people are liable right to vote in a, a terrible uh, government like a, a jihadist government in the first place democracy you, I, we, I don't want democracy in yeah, the Middle I don't East, Tom, especially I don't. if the middle if the united states is involved because they hate us i don't want it here i don't want democracy here it's just a mob rule it's two wolves and a sheep deciding on dinner why would you want to even uh, to force that on somebody if they want it themselves they can figure out how to have it on their own. Thanks, Tom, for the call. 800-259-9231. You bring up anything. It's Free Talk Live. Are you an active free stater living in New Hampshire? Are you and your family moving to New Hampshire in the near future? A new web series about the Free State Project is currently casting. Interested? Send us a short video about yourself. Tell us what you're doing or planning on doing to achieve liberty in your lifetime. Show us what makes you interesting. Upload your video to YouTube and send the link to fspwebseries at gmail.com. Don't have a video camera? Ask about other submission options. fspwebseries at gmail.com. 
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Guard. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All of the features we give to you, so enjoy them on us. Uh, freetalklive.com features, including the chat room. Head over to chat.freetalklive.com. There's usually somebody in there during the live show, uh, and it's open actually 24 hours a day, uh, so I don't know if anyone's ever there at 4 a.m., but you can check it out at chat.freetalklive.com. Hey, do you want liberty in your lifetime? Don't miss the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival happening in just a matter of less than two weeks at this point, June 25th through the 28th in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. You can join hundreds of liberty-loving people for a weekend of freedom and fun. Register today at porkfest.com. That's porkfest with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T. Porkfest.com. In fact, we were just talking a few moments ago about the Porcupine Freedom Festival and how excited we all are to yeah. go up and experience it yet again. Uh, this time, of course, I'm sure will be as good, if not better, than last time with hundreds of people getting together that love liberty all in the same place, hanging out, enjoying one another's company, and just having a good old time. All kinds of different things are happening. You can get the official itinerary at the Free State Project's website at Porkfest.com. And there's, of course, a whole bunch of unofficial things uh, that are going on. I know that Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live all three evenings. And I am told that uh, I believe Jason Osborne from SACL CAI will be sponsoring an open bar during our show for Free Talk Live amplifiers only. I believe that those are the details that you need to know. And I don't think that there's any uh, kind of minimum time that one must have been an amplifier or anything like that. So if you're a Free Talk Live amplifier and you're at Porkfest... We'll have amplifier sign-up sheets. It's going to be great. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea, Mark. Good, oh, good, I've, already, I've already come up with it, yeah. And I get to give some props to my girlfriend for doing a wonderful thing for my birthday, getting getting the room for us to be able to stay up there. Ah, oh, the hotel. It's going to be a blast. The chateau. Yeah, I wanted to do that to her. Thank you. All right, let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Brandon in Arizona. Brandon, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hi, Ian, Mark, Guard. Hey, Good to talk what's, to you guys. What's on your mind, Brandon? I just wanted, I just wanted to bring up last uh, episode. We had a guy talking about Costco and about being a Chinese being a Chinese sales company. And yeah, Costco. Just to let it, go ahead. Uh, I was Mark didn't hear you. I, it was just clarifying. Costco is the company. Costco, yes. Uh, that's Costco, C-O-S-C-O, is the Chinese shipping company. And, of course, they have a shipping company. They've got to bring products to the U.S. Uh, Costco isn't, and it kind of just points to the gullibility that people will believe whatever they hear and carry it on as fact. And I think that's one of the problems we've got. I believe right it, it, it's the biggest problem with uh, the the uh, email. Uh, you know, if you're getting news through email, people have it. Especially the older those people are, the more likely they are to uh, believe that stuff they get through the email. And you need really anything you get through the email, you have to check through Snopes. Yeah, wasn't Absolutely. that Mont- wasn't that Lee in Montana? Sorry, what's that? Go ahead. Oh, it seems to be a lot of the ladies. And I remember one email we've got. Uh, an African American energy, uh, engineer sent out an email talking about the origins of the word picnic, and it had to do with hanging a black person. And you know, oh. it's obviously not true, but that spread around the oh, company, dear. and and it's just it's amazing what people will believe without any kind of proof. And I think that's why that's why we have the problems we have in this government. People will believe everything they hear. Yeah, all they need and, to be told is, "Hey, you need a government." Well, I'll yeah, believe that. Exactly. Sounds like exactly. a good idea. Protect me. Protect kids from flavored cigarettes. And then when you try from... to tell them that the government has no obligation to protect them, they don't want to believe that. 
because they've been oh, told so many times that thought, well, 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 President Bush and Obama have said that it's their job to protect me, and you know, you're saying that's not true. Well, hey. here's the Supreme Court uh, decision to back it up. But you guys, this this Snopes thing of which you speak, checking stories on this weird Snopes thing, that's not a government agency. So how could it actually protect us? <laughs> I I wouldn't imagine that people for private interests would actually, you know, lead the pack. That top five percent would actually establish these systems whereby other people could determine, hey, you know what, there's something to check these things by. That's pretty neat. Absolutely. That should be the first thing everybody does when they check any email is go to Snopes, check it out, find out what the truth is. Of course, yeah. we hardly ever do that here on this show, but I thank you for the suggestion. We barely even get to email anymore. <laughs> Somebody should check and find out if Snopes is for real. Where do you do... Oh, I guess it's just an infinite regress, baby. Not thank you for the call sure. tonight, Brandon. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231 to Tony in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Tony. Hey, how's it going, guys? Tony, hey. what's on your mind tonight? Hey, by the way, I hear that uh, uh, Snopes is somehow tied in with Annenberg. I don't know. What is that? Uh, true Jeez, or not. not the Annenberg Trust, for goodness What is sake. Annenberg? What is that? Uh, it's this hardcore left-wing thing. They give tons of money to all sorts of crap on PBS. It's ridiculous. Hmm. Okay. They, the Annenberg. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you think it's they like address the that on Snopes? Center. Do they address that on Snopes? Is that one of the entries? I don't know. You can't check it on Snopes, probably. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, no, no you can't check it on Snopes. Snopes. I heard it on talk radio somewhere out there in Radio Land. It must be true, then. If it was on talk right. radio, it must be true. Hey, by the <laughs> way, uh, I wanted to say that the last time I called, I, uh, something went wrong, I think, on my end. I could hardly hear you guys, so I was just rambling on forever. I was talking about uh, whatever I was talking about. Okay. Yard I don't remember. So like what, what are you yeah. calling about tonight? Okay, 224 co-sponsors for HR 1207. I think even if you're not into politics, I think it's a, a, a you know a good thing to invest five minutes of your time to call a congressman and uh, suggest that they audit the Fed. Hmm. From what I understand, that bill is still going on, right? Yeah, uh, I like the idea. And if anybody could check out on the Senate side, the equivalency of it is bothering me greatly. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to be uh, contacting uh, my senators, Barbara Boxer and uh, Diane Feinstein. Oh, uh, not that they're going to support it, but, you know, you know, that's where it's going to uh, bottle up is the Senate. Yeah, like, yeah. They have so much. They've got, I mean, that's a lot of co-sponsors. Hey, why, uh, wait a minute. Why hasn't the uh, the bank, the central bank uh, and the Bilderberg group started killing off? Off these co-sponsors. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, oh way, I bet that if it, if it's before I, before you go on, sure, if it's sure. really true that these uh, world bankers are really just a bunch of violent thugs, and they may very well be, I don't know. If it's really true, then it just shows that this audit the Fed bill is in no way scary to them at all, right? I mean, they're not really, they're not. There's no real, there's nothing that they're going to do about it because it's not going to do anything to their power structure. Well, we've killed the central bank before. That's Have true. we? When well, was that? In, in my lifetime, Andrew Jackson did. Andrew Jackson. Yeah, that's true. I see. Uh, it didn't and, last for long, but you know nothing's perfect. No system is perfect. By the way, the other thing I was going to say is is uh, I, I gave a five minute presentation today. I'm a part of this networking group here in town, and so you can do it on any subject you want. So guess what I did it on? <laughs> Captive audience. <laughs> What'd you do it on? Exactly. And it oh, was great because afterwards people were talking about it. Oh, hey, that's going, what we oh, need yeah, is people to, to discuss a, uh, these presentation things. Presentation on the Federal Reserve, so the word is spreading. So I encourage anybody out there to uh, to to get any avenue you can. P- 
people really want to hear uh, what it is from you, too. They don't necessarily want to have you just hand them a book or something, because not all people take in information the same way. Oh, I agree with that. In fact, it's very important. If you're in a conversation with somebody about liberty, whatever the issue might be, whether it's the Fed or immigration or whatever the issue is, uh, if you're in a conversation with somebody and, and you detect that they might be interested in having some more information or you ask them if you'd like some more information, uh, what would you like? It's a good would way you, to detect to see if they you, want it. Right. Would you like a book? Would you like uh, an audio uh, CD or, or MP3? Or would, do you want something you can watch? Uh, find out what it is that they like if you don't already know and give them that. Uh, because you're absolutely right. Some people just don't feel like they have the time to sit down with a book. They're just not into reading. or they. So a lot uh, of people just simply don't read. Yeah, <laughs> just true. don't have the time. Hey, thanks for the call tonight, dude. Appreciate hearing from you. Let's talk to John, who is in Massachusetts. You're on Free Talk Live, John. John, Massachusetts. Yeah, what's up? Hey, you're on the air. How's it going, guys? Um, I'd like to say you guys are doing a good job. It's on your mind tonight, John. Thank you. Um, Actually, um, I was giving an analogy. You know, when uh, you see, like, one of those lions in National Geographic eating the zebras, you don't see a lion getting tried in court because that's what you have to do to survive, I believe. And when you push people so far back that you, you take away their voice, you take away, you know, their wealth, whatever, people are going to push back, I believe. And uh, I think that's what's going on right now with audit the Fed and, you know. Well, thank goodness that they are pushing back, if you will, in a uh, peaceful manner. I certainly don't recommend that they do anything more than be peaceful, because if they are violent, like a lion might be, then... Right, you'll uh, find that that's the best armed gazelle you'll ever go after. Hey, thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We must stay peaceful in our activism, even as the, uh, the state increases their level of violence. We must uh, respond by turning the other cheek and loving those who hate us. It's Free Talk Live. More on the way. Remaining moments. Enough time for your call. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. We'll be able to sneak in here in the remaining moments of this show. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give to you. So enjoy those on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then you can learn how to promote the show at promote.freetalklive.com. A whole list of things that you can do to help get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and into more ears around the world uh, via the Internet. Go to promote.freetalklive.com as we go to your phone calls. Paul is in California, and you're on Free Talk Live on the amp line. Hello, Paul. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind, Paul? Well, I don't know if you remember, but a couple Saturdays, Saturdays ago, uh, someone called in uh, who's a pantheist, and I was I, maybe kind of switching gears, but they uh, they were basically uh, pro- proposing the idea that uh, we should be happy or, or observe the world as it is and be satisfied with it. And the key to being, you know, the reason that people are unsatisfied is because they have a mental image of what the world should be, and the world doesn't match up. And, and you kind of agreed with that person. I don't know if you remember that call. Yes, I, 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 I do recall uh, the phone call, uh, the, the basic idea that uh, everything as it is right now is perfect. Yeah, and I just, I, I kind of disagree with that. And I, I think it's, you know, fundamentally, I guess I, I, I was surprised that nobody called them on this. But the, way, the only way you ever see change is to have a mental image of the way things should be and to compare that with reality and then do something about changing it. I mean, that's the basis of the Free State Project. And 
while it may seem comfortable or nice to kind of float around like a, you know, a ship without a rudder and be happy the way things are, you know, that's, that's not the way change actually happens. Well, um, I, I wouldn't disagree with that either, but I think that I'm pretty clear that I'm not happy about liberty in America. So I, I, like I've taken steps to, in order to change that. The world is, uh, you know, I can still look at the world as being perfect without being happy about the way liberty is. And I, I guess it, it really does sound like a, a strange way to see things. But the world is the way the world is. And it's, I think people can become disempowered around, um, you know, like so much negativity. And I, I, not being the pantheist, not being the, the preacher type, I, I, I can't articulate these things well, particularly it's, well. It's, it aren't, aren't even things, aren't even engineers, anybody who is looking at something and wants to make an improvement on it, make something a little bit easier to run, uh, work less in his life so he can get more out of it. Uh, the whole the whole trend for human beings is to minimize pain and maximize pleasure. It is innate in human nature, except for a few exceptions who are masochists. And unfortunately, maybe there, there are too many of them out there. They continue to vote for government. So uh, what we have here, I think the entire idea of human progress is based on seeing something that can be improved. Absolutely. I, if I might just kind of throw out an idea here and see if I can clarify what I think that guy was trying to explain and that maybe, Mark, you and I dropped the ball in that, that we were kind of agreeing with him. We didn't really take the time to dig into it a little bit more. Maybe the a better way to explain this, and tell me what you think of this, uh, both Paul, Mark, Gard, everybody, uh, uh, the idea of that it's perfect, that the world is perfect, is perhaps better explained to say that it's perfect uh, in relation to our beliefs. Like, the, the world that exists today exists because we believe what we believe. And collectively, there's this, you know, the, everybody has their set of beliefs, and that's manifested into the world that, that we currently inhabit. It's not to say that... It couldn't uh, be improved upon that uh, we can't see contrast in this world that where we can see, well, I don't like that and I don't like that, uh, that, that we can pick those things out and, and do our best to, uh, to change those things. Not to say that, that, uh, that the world is imperfect because of that, but the world is a perfect reflection of the belief system of those who inhabit it. Does that help? I see what you're saying. Well, I think yeah. that might be true. I mean, we certainly have a lot of power to, you know, make the world as we see fit. And to a large extent, the way the world is is a reflection of that. But a lot of those beliefs are very wrong. And so I guess he was he seemed to be kind of proposing the idea that it's wrong. You know, I think he, he for example, mentions this aspect of, you know, Christians who look at things and say, you know, this, this is not the way it should be. And, you know, he may disagree with the, the things that Christians think as far as, as some Christians think about the way things should be. But the idea of looking at things and recognizing that it's not ideal, I think, is uh, I think that's vital. I, I think it's, you know, sure, it may not be the happiest thing, but it's, you have to do it. And whether that, that disagreement is with, you know, the, what other people believe, and that's what the world has been made into or, or not, I, I, I still think it's important. No, I totally agree with you. And... I think that what might have happened is that uh, I think there was obviously something lost in the conversation that that didn't make that clear because I absolutely agree with it. I think that the the reason that that we're all here is to improve upon our situation, is to yeah. observe the world as it is, uh, and to pick out those things that we would like to change in order to uh, improve uh, on this uh, on our surroundings and the environment and uh, society and and all of that. So I I'm in complete agreement with you. I I guess you know, I don't know if the term perfect is the right one, uh, but I think when you couch it in the, the terms that maybe I added to it here in this conversation, maybe it makes a little bit more sense.
Mark, you're sort of looking around. I don't know. I got nothing. I, I, you know, all I can, all I'm going to be able to do is flounder like I did earlier. Well, I think uh, I've sort of held this belief that if there, if one believes that there is a metaphysical evil out there and there is a metaphysical good, I believe that which is good is that which helps people better their lives, and that which is evil is that which tends to draw people into behaviors or situations that do not allow them to fully flourish, to fully exercise yeah. what was given to them as human beings. That's why I think the state, that's one of the reasons why I think the state is evil. The state takes from people what they could do for themselves and to better their stations. It allows for sloth. It allows for re- re- regress and retardation of one's own abilities. And if there is a devil, if there is a Satan out there, it 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 inspires more dysfunction. It inspires more pain and more frustration. There needs to be out there on a personal level and in the aggregate. So if there is a bad guy out there, what he wants us to do is do as little as possible, change as little as possible for the better, and just don't do anything to improve your life. Go along to get along. Yeah, be don't don't do everything you could have that uh, you know the the maker or whatever God or whatever gave to you. Um, just let it go by. That's and, a great point. I think that's uh, I agree with that 100. percent Well, thanks for clearing that up, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I think we're uh, more on the same page than uh, than you might have initially thought at the at the top of your call. And I thank you for uh, calling to clarify. Thanks, Paul. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So we continue with your phone calls, and we'll go to Gene, the Christian anarchist, also on an amp line. Hello, Gene. Well, hi, guys. Uh, I wanted to call. Uh, First of all, I'm going to China in about three days on Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, And one thing I'm going to do different in China is I'm going to get a bicycle, and I'm going to start riding daily on the streets in in Wuhan. So I'll let you know how that goes, whether I survive or not. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) The traffic over there is crazy, but it, it's kind of fun, I think. But uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to call, and I, I made a mistake because I told you I was going to call in support of racism, but that's not true. I'm calling in support of racists, and I'm talking about the people who believe in racism. Now, I don't, I don't think racism is, racism is a good thing, and uh, I think we all agree on that. Uh, but I also believe that everybody is a racist to some extent. You know, we all are at different levels of, uh, of racism, and uh, a lot of us like to deny that, but uh, I think it's true. Um, Do you believe but, that's a natural-born thing or that it's just society that has put that in people's heads? It really doesn't matter whether it's natural-born or society. The point is that I think that everybody practices racism to some level. Do you think uh, – sorry, that, I, I just wanted to check – do you, would you distinguish racism from racial prejudice? For example, assuming that a person of a certain race might have certain characteristics or certain tastes uh, based on uh, certain learned behaviors. Uh, no, I don't make any distinction between the two. Okay. But at any rate, um, the reason I want to call in support of racists is because people – uh, I've, I've talked to you in the past before, Ian, about being a, a gatherer rather than a divider. We want to gather everybody who's, who's liberty-minded. We don't want to divide people up. Now, if we've got a liberty-minded person who's got a problem with racism, that's fine. We can accept that person, and we can try to educate them as you go along, because everybody's at a different level of learning in this planet. Nobody is at the top of the learning curve. Everybody's 
coming along their journey and learning as much as they can. And I've got to say I'm completely against where you're at, Gene, and let me tell you why. The first thing they say about anybody, you know, the Ron Paul revolution, the uh, libertarians, uh, patriots, the first thing they say is anti-Semite or racist. And, and those are people that don't want to gather together with anybody right. that's not like them. And it's I don't the want to have anything to do with thing them. to smear us with. And uh, if there's sound bites of this show going out, as many as we can possibly get out um, there of us, you know, uh, forestalling racism and, yeah. and us swearing it off and all that stuff, we're a heck of a lot better off. And they'll take the oh, one wow. out of ten times that we do otherwise. Thanks, Gene. Uh, yeah. And plus, in addition to all that, uh, there are so many many people out there i don't have time to recruit or persuade them all i need to pick the best prospects for liberty the people that i want to surround myself with and i don't want to be anywhere near somebody that hates someone else because of the color of their skin or their eyes or whether the plot of land they were born on whatever it is that they hate we'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com get on the ground mother you and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to child protective services. You're busted for possession of marijuana. Hi, I'm Barry Cooper, ex-narcotics officer trained by the DEA. My DVD, Never Get Busted, has recently received world attention. I switched sides and I'm now touring America with the message to end this war on people that has been labeled the war on drugs. Go to Barry's website, NeverGetBusted.com, and order your DVD to Never Get Busted. On it, I'll teach you secret drug enforcement tactics and how to avoid narcotics profiling, how to conceal your stash, and I'll teach you how to fool drug dogs every time. I'll teach you how police know when you're lying. You'll get to go on patrol with me and watch actual marijuana arrest on the highway and learn the mistakes citizens made that landed them in jail. Go to NeverGetBusted.com and arm yourself with the information you need so you'll never have to hear these words. Get on the ground, mother... You and your spouse are going to jail and your kids are going to jail. Log on to NeverGetBusted.com.